Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 4, Here's Not Here. <laughs> and I'm Phil the Issues Guy, and this episode was all about the cheesemaker, Eastman. And just a small piece of, like, silly information at the beginning here. Eastman, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but everyone's been calling Morgan Donatello. Eastman, uh, Kevin Eastman is one of the creators of the Ninja Turtles. So I don't know if there's a little bit of an inside joke there. Maybe not, but I thought that was kind of funny and interesting. Anyways, everybody, welcome to the show. This is definitely going to be different than our usual discussion. I have a feeling all over the place there's going to be a lot of different opinions about this episode. But before we get into it too much, I want to welcome my two of my best friends in the world, Joe Dirty Locks and Katie Crow. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello. Fantastic. Happy, happy, happy. Yes, happy Halloween to you guys. Hope you guys had a good evening last night, avoiding as much of the Halloween stuff as possible. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Yes, I went to Salem, Massachusetts is no good on Halloween. I actually went, and I know you you were in there as well, Katie. I, I walked down near where you were working, and I walked through that crap. That's a different story altogether. We'll talk about it in a different podcast. Ooh. But, everybody, if you want to jump into the discussion and share what you were thinking about this episode, you can jump in the chat room live with everybody right now already joining in the discussion you can also go to our alternative chat room that that doesn't mean disgusting things are going to be happening there. but we we're going to have alternative chat yeah room? for the people that can't get into the chat uh there's chat wing if you you can find the description in the description or the link in the description box below but you can go to chatwing.com backslash i've got issues man and if you can't get into the chat Go into that chat room. Hopefully it will work for you. And I'm going to keep that open as well to see if we can get some of your discussions in there. You can also email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 781-990-8509. And you know all the other ways. If you see us on the street, you can throw a rock with a message on it. And usually we'll respond or we'll, we'll try our best to. But what, an e <laughs> but what an episode in the sense that I have, before we get too into it, Joe and Kate, I, I, I have to say I'm at like severe, severe mixed feelings about this episode. And, mm. and, and that's, that's where I'm at. And, and we'll get into why. But I forgot to mention the most important part of our show, the show within a show, the best people in the fucking world, the motherfucking chat who were already discussing this episode, already starting their show in there. And we got Brohawk, Riley, Bill Sotheby, our Red Sox fan, Ren Ren with Don Blast. Oh, Vela's in there, Bianca Richardson, lots of fucking Terry Chan's in there. And uh, lots of love <laughs> for everyone. I am feeling better. Yes, everyone is way. excited to see Katie tonight. The chat, yeah, as Brohawk Riley knows what I'm trying to avoid saying. The chat, a chat, 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 chat. <laughs> But you guys are fucking awesome. Really good to have you guys tonight and get through this. Okay, and why I feel that, like I have mixed feelings about this episode. I feel like there was a lot of really good stuff going on from the acting standpoint, from the way that the episode uh, was spread out. I, I, I didn't mind the slow pace to it. I do feel like I'm not sure if this had to be a 90-minute episode. I'm a little, I would have rather. It, it, it wasn't. It for wasn't the trailers 90, and the commercials, right. it had It to was be. a 90-minute episode because there was a premiere trailer for Preacher. Mm -hmm. There was was a, a long, I think may not have been a premiere trailer for it, but Badlands had a couple of really long trailers in there. Also, you had the short for the Fear of the Walking Dead in there. Yep. Plus oh, yeah, all the, the commercials. Airplane. And it always seems like there's an extra commercials in The Walking Dead to begin with. That always mm -hmm. seems like extra. Mm -hmm. But so if you add all that up, maybe we got 10 extra minutes of content, but we didn't, it was, there was more 
commercial and other things were selling us more than they were showing us with that extra time. And as they're saying in the chat, happy All Saints Day to everybody. And I do have to say, though, Kenny, uh, uh, sorry, uh, what's what's his name? Lenny James, excuse me. Lenny James really did carry this episode, and he's an amazing actor. And his mm-hmm. and they cast the right person in the part of Eastman. They had a really good balance. I enjoyed. It's fantastic. I enjoy- will forever be. Yeah, I enjoyed every single episode, every single moment in this episode from an acting from pre- presentational standpoint. I just mm-hmm. I just do think that I don't know. I think I think I'm I'm just one of those people that like for me the best part of the episode was those last few minutes when we were dealing with the wolves. A few things that I'm being nitpicky about and I know it's on me. I wish we had a few more flashback and forths between now and then to Morgan talking to the talking to the wolf. Like just a few more of those cutting it up a little bit throughout the action. I like everything that happened. But that's just my opinion. That's just me being yeah, a little nitpicky. I think- I, I, I liked the fact that they actually didn't do that. I was thinking yeah. about that, that they weren't flashing back and forth, and I thought it was interesting they put the end bit. That, because you don't really need to know all the other things he's said to him because we're seeing what's yeah, this what is Morgan has learned. Telling. So you know, this so is very get interesting. To see that without them having to show it to us twice and Morgan convinced this other guy. This you is, know, like it was there for you through the telling with uh, with James. Who for, will forever be, you know, Drew Carey's older transsexual, trans, uh, transvestite, sorry, uh, brother, which was, you know, one of my favorite characters of his. And he's been in a shit ton of stuff that he's just fantastic in almost everything. I've so, seen it's sa- so it's safe to say that you two both really like this episode. Like this episode. episode. Okay. This okay. Episode. So this is really, this is really good because I am on the fence with it. I really did enjoy it as well. I know some people in the chat are already talking about this, that maybe the placement of where the episode happened, putting it after such a cliffhanger episode. I love that. I but love we that. did also get and the answer to that. If anyone sure. if anyone missed it at the very end, we did get the answer to We heard Rick returning. Uh, so mm-hmm. Rick made it out of whatever situation that was. It was Rick's voice at the gate. Open the gate. Open the gate. So yeah. he's made it back from whatever calamity he he was in. So we did kind of we got ha- we got half a closure to, for last episode. I, I I can't say I did not enjoy this episode. There was just a couple of points where again I m- maybe for minor things like to say I disagree with you a little bit. I would have liked to see more of Morgan talking to that wolf because I enjoyed their interaction at the end when it happened. So I wouldn't have mind yeah. seeing even more of that. Uh, maybe one in the middle. What just what the one we had at the beginning, the one we had at the end, and then maybe a few seconds of it in the middle somewhere as well, just to break up a little bit of the monotony of the hymn. Because it was, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, it was really, uh, as Bill was saying this in the chat, or in a couple other people, of how the first three episodes were such action-packed that it was good to have a take-your-breath episode. And I agree with that. It was kind of good to have a take-your-breath episode. But I can also understand some people who wanted closure, wanted more, loved the pace that they were doing this season. And this is something I have to say about The Walking Dead, that I love that they can do this and change change pace, but I also would not mind a whole Walking Dead season that was from beginning to end, balls to the wall action. I would that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be angry about that. That's all I'm saying. You can't, you can't throw a bomb on every play. You got to change it up. You got to throw a run play. You got to keep us guessing. Gotta, I know, but occasionally you, know I mean? you, you throw a change up after after a few fastballs. So I hear that, you, so and you they don't do, know it's well, coming. Yeah, and I love the standalone episodes. I love the character focus episodes. Yeah. I don't think they're a bad thing. 
I think it's something that I think that I really hope they continue doing if they do them this well. Now, do you like, think this is a guarantee that Morgan dies by the end of the season, this episode? See, I, I'm kind of feeling like maybe it's a guarantee he's with us for a long time. Interesting. This is something, you know, it could all, it, then again, there's, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I was kind of thinking about it earlier, but it's kind of a coin flip because what, what better? We're already kind of endeared to Morgan because they've teased him throughout the, all the se- you know, the, the previous seasons, and I, they might just kill him. It might be like a way to, you know, end that storyline, give the audience a major death, and keep our core together. Yeah, but did you have to kill the goat? Uh, you know, maybe it's him who comes to Glenn's rescue or something. The same way. <laughs> did you have to? Yeah, did no, you have to kill the goat? I didn't want Tabitha to die. Who Tabitha was a you know Tabitha was our I was, like I wanted Tabitha to be the character that like that we carry through with Tabitha like the dog on Lost that Tabitha's with us for forever and she comes keeps coming back nice. she could have been a, she runs through a scene everyone exactly <laughs> Katie, yeah. oh there goes Tabitha can we add oh. Tabitha to the show I think I think we might need to get Katie another friend and get and, and add mm-hmm. we have to adopt Cap, Tabitha we have to travel back in time since we have that capability and go back in time and bring Tabitha to the show and protect we'll have them. we'll have, we'll send we'll send the crows out to get to get a uh, shaman or a meister here to show us how we can do yeah, that. Yeah, we need to yeah, do... Yeah, goats are good buddies. We can do that and also save the tortoise from it a couple episodes back. Oh, oh that was a great t-shirt he was wearing, wasn't it? Yeah. Save the mm-hmm. save the mm-hmm. tortoises, or what? the terrapins. Let's, did you catch that? That was awesome. Eastman. Let's, let's jump in the chat for a second. Chris. And, and which, goes, which also goes to the, the terrapin earlier, but also to your thing about... The Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles connection. Creator that. And I love that you picked that up right away, Phil, with that banner behind you. I wouldn't have known that. Thanks for Mm-mm. thanks for sharing that. I, no, that I, makes I, it all the better. I went all out tonight because with the Ninja Turtle reference. I'm wearing the shirt. I got the pants on. Nice. Uh, I, I'm supporting. <laughs> I'm I'm jumping full in that this was full Ninja Turtle. You got reference. a mask. You got to put the mask on. I know you yeah. got a mask. Where it's is so, it? It's somewhere. But I, I have to say, I'm just going full in on that. The Eastman name was on purpose because of the Donatello thing. I, I, I'm just I'm going with it. I'm, I'm, pl- well, I'm, he's a staff. The staff is absolutely, yeah. I'm, 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 pl- I'm with you on that. That's film. the game I'm playing, Tim. Oh my gosh, Tim's in the room. But let's jump in the chat room, uh, for a second here. Michael says, I agree, uh, Joe. These kind of character centric development episodes are great when they are done like this. And, uh, and also, Michael says, but honestly, everyone makes deadly mistakes like Morgan did. The only problem I had with it was some of the decisions Morgan made. I was screaming at Morgan, what the fuck? Morgan, you got, Morgan got Eastman killed double, double time. I mean, we can break this down when we get into it. Morgan double fucked Eastman. Morgan, Morgan told him straight up, I will kill you. And he did. And he yeah. did. One no. way or the other, he killed him. That was not Morgan's fault. No, it wasn't. Wow. Morgan was giving himself to the zombie. Katie, Morgan what, was paralyzed. Well, he, he was, was paralyzed what? by a post-traumatic effect. Episode. Yeah, episode. That's what I was looking for. And, here, and, here, and here's the thing, Thank too. You. It's Eastman's own fault. Why would he, like, grab Morgan and twist him out of the way? Why not yeah. strike the zombie? Use your staff. Him Poke in him in the, the face. face. Come on. Yeah. Stupid yeah. fuck up. You killed yourself hey. on purpose. To... Wow. Oh. People fakes, you know. <laughs> Anna Banana says, rest in peace, Eastman. Sorry. Rest in peace, Tabitha. Me and the puppy just kind of want to know what the fuck is up with our boy, Glenn. Anna Banana, thank you for joining us. And we also have Big Kev also sending us a message. Let me get to his message. Big Kev says uh, something. Oh, we're... 
hey guys, I think tonight's episode was a good change up and gave us a break from the madness of the first three episodes. It's also mm -hmm. nice to see a fat a fat guy made it this far in the zombie apocalypse. That's giving <laughs> yeah, no, fat. It's, it's great. They explained it well too, how he was able to make it. And I, I like the fact, like I had been watching many times. I, I, I watch stuff and I'm like, oh, the form on that person. He does not look like he's ever really studied this art form. And like his thing learned from the movies yeah. he's been watching. It's great to to see like they kind of explain they, if you if you think he looks like he's doing crappy move or 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 weird stuff. It's because hey, he learned from a guy quickly. Or this other guy wasn't necessarily like taking it for a hundred years and I, either and learning. And I also like that they happened to pick Aikido as the martial arts that he knew. Oh, Beca be oh, because yeah, it's yeah. like you can be a you can be a guy that looks like Eastman and be good at Aikido. If you look at some of the Aikido masters, sure. they look like Eastman. Yes, yeah, so, or like Steven Seagal now. Yeah, Steven Seagal now. Like he's but not when he was young, he was very fit. Yes. Yeah, not compared to Van Damme though. He no, was, no, I said fit. Oh, I fit. didn't say he I wasn't say, like, like right. But he looked. You keep. He could pass off as like a normal guy. You wouldn't look at him and go, "Oh, that guy can right. fight." Fight. He's totally. tall too, though. He's really tall. You go. That guy's just some asshole in a ponytail. Speaking of karate, someone was making <laughs> reference to Karate Kid Part Three, and we did have a little bit of Daniel Sun learning the kata and the bad boy who was going to mm. do with the ponytail. Mr. Miyagi. Bro Riley, I, I fucking... So Phil, Phil, I gotta ask you the question. Did uh -oh. you know the gate was unlocked the whole time? No. No, I did not know the gate was unlocked. Mm -hmm. I, I figured. Yeah, figured as, soon as, as soon as he like, like woke up, I was like, oh, that door's not locked. <laughs> well, yeah, and we never see him try the door. Right. And the guy was like, don't hurt Tabitha, and she's across the At wall that from point, the cage. That was the point that sealed it for me, that, oh, that it's definitely not. Why would he say that? Don't hurt the goat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> don't don't eat my goat motherfucker don't do it oh gosh okay so let's get into this recap because there's a lot to talk about in this episode getting getting into scene by scene yes the acting was so good yeah it it, re it really was and i mean we ca i can't say i can't i can't say that this was my favorite episode of the walking dead it's not my favorite this season but it was a good episode of The Walking Dead, and they're keeping the pace of quality of what it's doing. I just think this episode, I can understand the mindset of people that might be a little upset by this episode when they were used to the pace that they were setting. Yes. Not, not yes. every, just like everybody likes different things. Every, some people want to take but you that breath. Knew it was coming, right? No, I knew it was. Knew I knew that, it was. This is what they do. I this knew is what it was they coming. do, and they previewed it as that, so you no, knew you were going to have to wait the extra week. I knew. I, I knew what to expect. I just have to. I, I just cannot say that I'm not surprised it was a 90-minute episode. I, they do those 90-minute episodes so infrequent. I don't. I think they could have compacted this to a tight hour. But I understand what you are saying, that they took up a lot of the commercial uh, space and they didn't have to make quite as much. It's probably the material for a 75-minute episode, not a 90-minute episode, because right. they, they it, added those they extra previews. They figured that why not just take up the whole block of time? They're going to run long with this episode by ten minute, by a few minutes, five, ten minutes. Why not throw an extra commercial in here or there? Do these trailers? We can take up the whole half hour, and it'll it'll be nice. People will think they're getting something special, and really they're just getting sold on other shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, but like, but again, I might just being, I might be just being a little bit whiny because when I'm saying some people want that action stuff, I'm talking about myself. I, I mean, <laughs> I I like that I like this episode and watching right, this and watching this season back. When I rewatch this season, I'll very much enjoy this episode. But right now, mm -hmm. it feels just a little bit like I was just really eager to get to where the next stuff. But that's good. The show's fucking with me and making me hungry to see more. So it's effective in what it's 
it's doing. But I'm just yeah. I'm somebody that most of the television you get that closure, you might not tune in for the Morgan episode Exa next week. Exactly. I, I just want to. I'm I'm hungry for it, and sometimes I feel like I need closure before we start doing this stuff. I'd wait to watch a whole season so I could watch it all in one block, so I wouldn't have to fucking wait. I hate when I catch up and then I'm like, shit, I need to start watching episodes of Flash like everybody else or something because I'm caught <laughs> up now. Fuck this stuff or or whatever. It just it just it. it it makes me angry when I eventually reach to that point. But but anyways, anyways, let's get into our uh but and and I and I it's weird to say because some people were in a weird time. This is I guess a bigger issue when you complain about something. You you're saying it sucks. I'm not saying it sucks. I'm just saying where I was in it's my problem. Where I was in me. Right. They I left you, they left you up here and you didn't want to come down. Right. You wanted to keep going up. Exactly. You wanted to keep hitting that pipe. I feel like they were on this course that I, I it and but maybe but again for somebody else for you got you were like i needed this this is what i fucking needed give me this shit all over my face spray any, it all any, over my any face. shit they give me in this in this series i have not like walked away from a single episode being like mm -mm. this was really awful i hated that i don't want to see or or like wow you know what the hell i wanted more from it i mean yeah, yeah no yeah. i want more from there's episodes i kind of want more from but mm -hmm. i don't I really, I just don't mind when they break it up like this. I feel like yeah. it's it's okay. At other shows, I would not be tolerant of this shit. They do it so, so well. Just to yeah. go to another show. And we have to know where the characters are coming from and why they're doing things the way they're doing them. Abs this absolutely. Okay. They do isn't necessarily just out of stupidity. Right. Why is Morgan such a, a fool about we? I, I can't kill this wolf who's going to kill everybody because... That was the mindset he had, and somebody gave him the chance not to die. So he wants to spread that. But I'm still of the mindset: no, you, you, you get one chance. Well, you have yeah. your one chance. Mm. His decision process on who to pick for this thing is very flawed. Correct. Not everybody <laughs> like, and that's the, and that's the the major point. There is this guy was a forensic psychiatrist that worked for the prison for many years with some of the most dangerous people in the state of Georgia. So I got to say, Morgan, you're really playing with fire. You don't have what it takes to decide whether or not someone is actually sick and going to kill you all that you can't get through to. That isn't just charming. That pure evil. That pure evil. And just because they're not pure evil doesn't mean they're not going to do it again anyway. Doesn't mean he did like that was the only person I gave the recommendation not to be let go to. No, no, no. bullshit. It was 800 and something people he interviewed. He made sure a lot of people didn't get out of jail. Yeah, there is potential in everyone just about, but it's not always actualized. Correct. So uh, let's, uh, Dean w D. Willis sent us a message. Hey, Phil, great episode. Uh, the Walking Dead, it's slow but interesting. I'll give Morgan a break now. Redemption is a bitch, ain't it? This episode was mellow but still hardcore like a good smooth wow. whiskey. Shout out to all the awesome people in the chat. Take care and be safe. Peace, everybody. Thank you so much, D. Willis. <laughs> Ella Giggle, I clear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's what I do. I clear. All I clear. Right, I okay. Clear. Okay. Yeah, that was one of my favorite, and that's what I liked best about this episode for for good and bad. The parts I liked, the parts I thought whatever. I like they cast Eastman perfect, and he had a great way of yes. dealing with Morgan at the beginning when Morgan was going a little insane. As we start our episode, we see Morgan. I really felt him felt his anger. We see at that that plaster. You 
<laughs> so we see Morgan at the beginning of the episode, the words now flashes on the screen, and Morgan walks into the camera view and looks at the camera and is talking to the camera, or I assumed right at the beginning he's talking to the wolf that he captured and the guy he let go initially. He says, and he paraphrased, uh, you like talking. I remember that you said that. You, you want everything I have. Well, here it is. Every last bit as we go bam and then we get the word then as it flashes in screen. We see Morgan pacing around in his apartment that Rick and Michonne and Carl le- uh, Rick and Michonne left him in clear. Uh, not Carl, it was just Rick and Michonne. We see that he accidentally kicks over a, ga- a, a gas lamp while ranting to himself over and over again. You had the knife, you had the gun, you were supposed to do it, don't lie. Morgan, he just kind of ignores all the flames rising up. I cleared, that's what I do. And yeah, He's in hell. Mm-hmm. He's in hell right now, exactly, Joe. And it symbolizes hell as we see the fire rising up around him. Now, and I wrote in the scene, Lenny James rules, a lot of flames engulfs everything. And you're not supposed to be here, you're not supposed to be here. So we come back in in the woods and Morgan's walking through the woods with the riot mask on. He takes it off and it it was interesting that they did this. And this is one of the things I think thought really worked in the episode. They when Morgan was going through his panic disorder and having it, they filmed everything from a very weird camera effect mm-hmm. on it. This weird sort of dreamlike camera angle and I and I thought it was pretty effective for the most part. And it, 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 yeah, and the heartbeat that oh, you could yeah. hear—it was like being in the head of someone who is having an Tunnel anxiety vision. attack. Absolutely, yeah. you, you you can only focus on the anxiety at hand, the task that you're trying to focus on or not focus on, and it becomes everything and the only thing. Well, yeah, and the peripheral points of your body, your senses, they dull because your your mind is so focused on just maintaining where and what you are in that moment. So it's, yes, that did a very good job. You know, very I, good job. I, I really got to say this is a great time to actually bring up that uh, this isn't actually a TV illness. This isn't... Um, something they're making up or someone correct this is this happens to everybody not just military vets not just people who uh, are going through the zombie apocalypse but you never know any trauma can do this physical mental anxiety disorder and we're not and we're not going to and we're not going to mention any names but we know some people out there that are some of our viewers people we care about a great deal have uh have you know family or other people or ourselves and or myself in general have dealt with these things Mm -hmm. for real and they're real things and they're easy to gloss over or whatever so it's just it's worth pointing out because we've talked about wanting to say something about this stuff for a while for a while and it's no more effective than with morgan who who definitely you can see See how real events and how people can even hide it beneath the surface, but it's always yeah. there. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and and for anybody out there that knows someone, loves someone uh, that is going through this or going through anything like this yourselves, know that there is hope. There is help. There are lots of organizations out there. Um, one, for example, the National Alliance for Mental Illness. There's local help at your local hospital. Uh, and friends and family, the most important thing to do is to talk about it with someone, ask for help, reach out. There's 
there is help out there. There is hope out there. And you don't have to go through any of this alone. Yeah. And Do you not retreat within yourself. And you don't much. just have to find the cheesemaker inside. And that's going to speak to you in right. riddles. It's And in a way, those type of things. So that's an important point to bring up. A good, good opportunity to mention something about that, Joe. We'll also put some links to some organizations and shit if people are interested in stuff stuff in the description box below. So, so we can look, look more of that information. So everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. Anyways, back into the... Oh, back into... No, don't, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. So back into the episode. So we come into the woods and Morgan's walking through the riot mask on. He takes it off and uh, and it's just this dream sort of style. It's done really well with the strange camera filter. And and then it he, you see him killing a bunch of walkers, piling them up on a fire on a pyre and then watching them all burn. And so and I read this, but I think or it could be. Could this be the fire that da- that Daryl and Aaron saw uh Back in season five, it, it possibly could hmm. could be, if, could be. and that hmm. that could connect it. And I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think that right now, at that point, we're a lot earlier on in season five when he's still crazy. I think maybe we're still at the prison time, or just after he leaves, or Rick, Rick runs into him. That's kind of where I think we're at because he's not in the town anymore. He's already left the town. Hmm. He's in the woods, surrounded by sticks. You know, he burnt burnt the house down that he was living in so i think it's right after rick and the pile of bodies and the right so i think yeah like i think it's <gasps> right after rick and michonne and carl come and see him so i think it's it's right around i think they're at the prison still then right um i'm not if i could shrug i would <laughs> go get a crib for the uh for the baby and he wants to get the picture of mom so carl. so then uh the so anyways, another walker starts to approach him at night while he's watching the fire and more come out and he decides to kind of uh, charge them and attack them. And then we get the whole Jason thing where one of the walkers comes out of the fire and walks at him kind of like Jason and he takes it down. The next morning he's doing his best uh, best arrow thing and he's making weapons with the stones and he's making some spears or making kind of like a protective fence to uh, walker traps. To catch to catch uh to catch them as they approach where he's staying and and then we see genius him. move by the way yeah it is a genius move and also the genius move that we get here is him making water doing the voyage of the Mimi thing if anyone remembers the voyage mm. of the Mimi mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that oh my goodness it's horrible <laughs> yeah and uh, Don Blast says yeah Joe's still at the prison Al Red Sox fan I don't think he knows but it's a good question so Rick and company haven't met Aaron yet says Tara Chan because the flashback is him going to Terminus oh good very good point guys right. and, there, and there is that that flat when he comes finally leaves and he and he comes walking out on the train station so I think that's also uh, you know that's the end of of history for Morgan and where we kind of picked right, up where we, where we know from where... Rick so I think it's between that time period that we're that we're focused on. So, so, so he's, uh, he's bringing, he's carries, we see him dragging another walker into the big group to burn. And we see him making some water. Like I said, he also has a, some booze. He has a beer and he's drinking a beer and we see him right clear on a rock. So he's, then he's walking through the woods slowly as he, as, uh, as he, he's just kind of scouting it out and he thinks he hears something and there's these two people kind of stalking him and he kills one dead on sight and the other one he says he's sorry, sorry, and he chokes out. But it's important to remember that he doesn't make sure that this one is stabbed through the brain. And that's what I meant I when I said... fantastic. I love this, this scene. I love him that he just killed... These two guys were obviously stalking him. They weren't trying to make 
you know, any kind of like first contact or no, any shit like that. Suspicious. They were going to kill him. Ooh. He was absolutely justified in killing these. You do not sneak up on. Okay. First off, it's a world full of zombies who are trying to sneak up on you in loud foresty areas. Yeah, Katie, you read the same place, thing I did. You don't sneak up on someone in the zombie apocalypse. That gets you a knife to the front of the face or a spear <laughs> to the throat. Everywhere. You know, like that's just knife to these everything. guys were a threat. They were trying to take his shit or kill him. They absolutely deserve to die. They blew their one chance. Ren Renman has an interesting question. I wonder if yes. I wonder if it was the same prison Rick and Company stayed in that Eastman where he worked. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be fantastic. That would be would fantastic. Be in the Good question. In the television and universe, it's totally the same place. We know it's the absolute. It has to be the, the same, same place. place. I'll have to watch all those episodes again to see if we didn't see a sign like or some prison thing where it said like Dallas, you know, yeah, Crayton. Crayton somewhere. <laughs> you know? As a couple people in the chat are hitting, how soon do you think Rick kills that wolf? <laughs> and he's like, as, as quick as he can. As soon as, as he soon finds, as he out, finds out, he's out he's there. As soon as he finds out he's there, quick as he can yes. comes in, comes in dead. Just bam! How could you let him? Yep. Yeah, no, yep. there's no, there's no, no hesitation, yeah. no questions. And I wouldn't blame Rick one bit. Sorry, Morgan, that's your thing, but you will not put this village in danger. You want to do that? You do that in the house outside this place or some shit. Like yep. you go, you go find another place to live to do that because you cannot bring people here or keep people who just <laughs> murdered 12, 12 people here. That's not how this is going to work. Me too. Well, and this dude is obviously far more on the uh, higher spectrum of evil, not redemption and good. This is a Crichton, not a Morgan, and that he has captive. Or uh, yeah, further on that scale, anyway. Yeah, further on whatever that scale comes. Carol might Crichton get to, Carol might get to him first if she find if she finds out says Red, and yep. and I think we'll, Rick, Rick will question him first and then he'll kill him. Uh, Terry Chan, yeah, I'd be on Rick's side. Terry Chan, that would be so cheesy. Uh, oh, Olavella, yeah, what Olavella was saying, that would be so cheesy. But oh my God, I would have been so pumped if what Olavella said, if 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 that name of that prisoner that he was talking about was something other than. That's why I kind of thought they were hinting at too until we eventually saw his grave that they were going to mm. come back to that guy at some point. That and. and I honestly didn't think. I personally, I mean, I knew he was going to, or you figured he had to, but. I was hoping by the end of the episode, the Eastman didn't die. That it was like, mm -hmm. oh, me too. Of course, of yeah. course. Like that, just Morgan had to leave and go on a walkabout and find something else about him. Yeah, something, something like, like that, that, and that he could possibly come back yeah, at a later date. Eastman and Tabitha are still living happily and peacefully. As far as I'm concerned, that's right. They are. It was all a dream. It was all a. Yeah. It was all a dream. Yeah. Jr. had. Morgan should have no. known that the difference. I mean, right away, the difference between Morgan and the Wolf is. Morgan, the first thing Morgan says when he wakes up is, kill me. This guy, I'm sure, was awake and ready to talk and be like, I'm going to kill you right from the start. Never deviated. And I have to say, uh, welcome, Mayor. First time in the chat room. Big fan of you, Joe and Katie. Welcome to the chat room. And really awesome hey, that you could get into hey. the ch into the chat wing room. Chat wing backslash I got issues, man. If you uh, and it's the, the description or the link is in the description box below as an alternative, not that kind of alternative chat room. So if you can't get into the main chat room, because I know there's a big problem with YouTube and the mobile thing that you can't for some reason the mobile app won't let you or for some people won't let you be, jump in the chat room so if you want to be able to share your thoughts live you can jump in there so so team delusional delusional eastman is still alive says bill and tabitha living mm -hmm. on an island mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. terry chan 
in Terry Chan and Maggie, uh, Terry Chan and Michael. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna get some Maggie action next week. It looks Every like finally Maggie. Then, I hope so. Tupac oh and Elvis stroll through, and they have tea with Eastman and Tabitha. So, <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, anyways, thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. So he has some. Bo- I like it. Let's move on. <laughs> so he That's has some booze. He's got a beat. Uh, so we see him walking through, and he changes to ninja mode, kind of ninja stealth mode, and he's walking yeah. through, scouting out, and he kills the other guy. And then we go back to the fire with more burnt walkers to the fence where a bunch of the walkers are trapped up, and we get a really sick view of seeing him take some blood out of the walkers, and that's how he he does his. He starts writing things like pointless acts. Here's not here, and he walks around uh, in and writes clear and writes it on another tree. And there's basically no dialogue in this whole beginning half of the episode, except for his mild rants of, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not that. So eventually he comes out and this was used a lot in this episode, different scenes and different, uh, depending on the textures of the environments he's in, he comes into an environment where we see a beautiful field where the sun's shining down. Hopeful music oh, starts coming lovely. in. We see flowers and trees. Uh, it's, I it's, wanted to frolic there. I expected to see a bee come out and it's someone going, all I can say is that my life is pretty plain. You know, like stuff like that. I, I, that it was supposed to be a high voice by the way but whatever it happens hey man you gotta auto-tune you gotta auto-tune we understand phil exactly you can't all have the awesome melodious voice of like anthony akitas oh yeah. wait you do oh yeah whoops <laughs> damn so so anyways it was very it, it was it, it was a beautiful beautiful field sun shining down and and then he starts doing the drunken master with the blood with the bow looking around grabs a gun he sees another trap we also he see see here some cans and we hear a goat as he's approaching a house and we see it's some a good old uh, tree fort trap tree fort trap yeah. with hands oh. on a string <laughs> I, I love that i as soon as i heard the goat, i was like oh shit he's walking into a trap yeah you know like you put the goat there, of course, that's going to drop, drop people and or walkers to like the cans to let people know that there's people there. And then mm-hmm. you come out and you ambush and take all their shit. Yeah, and the goat's going to alarm, too, as yep. we saw. <laughs> as Ducrog <laughs> says, forget me nots <laughs> and chrysanthemums and uh, this, uh, this side of 95. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was beautiful. I like the forget me nots. Oh, you need to work in your falsetto voice. Yes, I do, Red. I absolutely need to work on my falsetto voice. Let me see if I can. And do that's it. when you knew he was dead. Let me see if forget I can do that better. All I can say is that my life is pretty plain. That was better. Whoa! Thank you. That was much better. Sorry about I that, like guys. I like watching the puddles <laughs> gather rain. There was a blur. Terry Chan says there was a blurry section of light in that intro that was vaguely shaped like a goat. <laughs> I'd have to rewatch that. Is that real? <laughs> Uh, my, Michael and says Michael says Tabitha wasn't on the Talking Dead. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha is still alive. Oh gosh, it would have been awesome if they actually brought Tabitha out to like sit. Well, we always bring out the deceased, so yeah. We, <laughs> you know, and it would confirm like the Glenn not dead thing too a Ooh. little bit more. Ooh. Dun 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 dun. Okay, so let's continue. So we see the house. We see some solar paneling. <laughs> we see the goat. We see Morgan casing the place as he hops in the fence and for face off with Goatsy. And then we hear a voice. Leave Tabitha alone, Morgan. And he, oh, I was so scared for Tabitha. And then he goes on, Katie. He goes, I need to make cheese. I need her to make cheese. That goat's not yours. <laughs> yeah. Not your goat. And I have to admit, 
this is probably the thing I can relate to most in this episode. Being, be, it, cheese would be something I would never give up on. You mm. get you get that That's goat, you get a cow or a goat. I'm cheese is my number one priority in that situation. I, well, but the thing is, you need a second goat, goat or cow because they get milk by getting pregnant. Oh, thank Where's you. For, the boy. Okay, okay, very interesting. So, so is that why he was having trouble making milk? He was using piss. Is that is that the problem? <laughs> was he using yeah, a, a boy? Yeah, he's, he's going about it the whole wrong way. Yeah. I want to Richie. That's why it kept cheese so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's funny, it comes out curdled already. <laughs> Richie A says, I want a goat grilled cheese sandwich. And Al says, I love Ooh. cheese. Tercha, same Phil. I have to learn how to make it myself. He was a terrible cheese maker, though, says Red. Mm. Yeah, he was. I'm oh. sorry. In my zombie apocalypse, the goat wouldn't have lasted long at all. See, we'd have to fight for it. Because the goat's going to live. Goatsy. Gonna live. Goatsy. Mm-hmm. So Morgan so Morgan Pro, sweetheart. Seth, catch me. <laughs> the so speak is sharp, you know. I carnivore for life. I see eyeballs. <laughs> so so anyways, we hear uh we hear Morgan Case in the place. Uh Terry Chin, Joe, don't make that joke. No. Perry Love says a male goat like a bull in a kingpin. James says, no wonder the cereal tasted like shit. (laughs) (laughs) So... So Morgan hears the voice, says, stay away from the goat. It's not yours. My goat. And he's, I'm trying to make the cheese, and that goat's going to be very important to me. So, so Morgan shoots around like an idiot, and he goes, put down the gun. Come on in. Have a falafel. You need to eat. You look hungry. <laughs> I love that. Falafel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Who knows how to make falafel? He found a can That's of chickpeas. Awesome. He's been waiting for, for someone to come along to make falafel for. No, I knew this guy was awesome as soon as he said that. I love I loved I loved Yay. and uh Goatsy should have stayed on. Yeah, Goatsy, you're wearing that Michonne costume for. <laughs> Tabitha says would have been a complete bad Tabitha would have been a complete badass survivor, but she was uh tied up all the damn time. Yeah, leave. Mm-hmm. Free Tabitha when it really comes out. She wasn't tied up when she got it. She escaped from the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. She got out. (laughs) Oh, my God. No lie, guys. I just realized that the crow was a puppet, not a pet crow. And Joe Joe had... <laughs> she no, that is Joe's pet. That Stop jo- it. What, Joe, what are you talking about? Joe, actually, it's it's not his pet. That let's be fair. Joe dates a crow. <laughs> Joe's with a crow. You're it's, in love. He's in love with a sorry, sorry. Don't Katie. judge. Joe's in love with a crow. I'm sorry about that. I am. Yes, he is. Oh. Sometimes a wolf too. He's in love with a warg, but her true form has yet to be declared. So, so we, <laughs> so Morgan shoots around and then he says. uh Put down the gun, eat a falafel, as we mentioned. You look hungry. Morgan gets like the major crazy eyes. Come on, you want a cracker? That's Come a on. Good motto for peace. Put down your guns Gun. and eat, eat the falafel. falafel. So he it's heads to- yeah. he heads towards the door and he sees a pretty normal looking place as he approaches this. And we get the dream view tunnel vision thing going on and the eerie music with the with the gun saying the guy says, Let's again, let's work this out. This is your last chance. Lower Lower your lower your gun. Step away. Last chance. As Morgan heads into full tunnel vision, and he gets bashed in the head by a bow and gets knocked out. And we mm-hmm. get our first view of John Carroll Lynch playing Eastman, who immediately I, I like kind of right from the beginning. He's re, he's really a fun character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill Sotheby says, "I have nipples, Phil. Could you milk me?" <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, you can milk anything. And Michael Ovella says, in the zombie apocalypse, I'm going to raid libraries too so I can get tons of instructional books on how to make all kinds of shit. Food tools. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to get that Voyage of the Mimi stuff and learn how to make turn salt water into regular water. All gonna, Morgan, get a saline plant going. All Morgan is thinking is tasty taste, says Brohawk Riley. <laughs> Ducrux says the saddest thing in the world is an outdoor crow that thinks she's an, he's an indoor crow. <laughs> and Al and Al Red Sox fan says, Don't milk him, Phil. Don't do it. <laughs> and insert Oh, talk about talk about an awesome name here. Wait. Insecure dip. Trend sucks his inbreed dying mother's cock and has sex with his own father. What? I'd like to play with my own shit. (laughs) What what a name. That name's not going to last long. YouTube's going to ban you quick, but that is an awesome fucking name, dude. Oh yeah, it's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is, crow. You that you should. No truer words have ever spoken, but by a crow. <laughs> what? What? I, I don't know what you're laughing about. <laughs> oh, that was good. Big big cock sounds really dirty coming out of your mouth, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. I was gonna say it, and then I was like, nah. <laughs> Uh, Critch says Eastman. Both of you, applause, applause. <laughs> Critch, Critch said Eastman put on a red shirt all by himself, running a rehab for su- successful. <laughs> right? Come on, Eastman. Oh my goodness me! They should have made that tortoise shirt actually red too. <laughs> Michael wants to know: Is Katie like Finn Razul from Willow? Did you peck the sorcerer like Willow's? Oh gosh, Michael Lovell. We have to. I have to rewatch Willow. It's been a long time. Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. We, we've Good been, movie. Though. Yeah, we've been Good. thinking about some movies review will might be a good first one to go to do okay so crit says morgan through uh selling the red shirts gross yeah picked up the the red shirt price went down in alexandria so they picked it up (laughs) (laughs) and and so we come back in and we meet our cheesemaker his name's eastman as i said pretty earlier i do think it's a ninja turtle thing it's on purpose but that's that again could be me until they admit that at some comic-con later when someone asked them was that intentional and they go yeah we're big Ninja Turtles fans, and we 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 heard all the Donatello co- uh, comments. <laughs> He's having fun with some uh, names there, huh? Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> so, anyways, Morgan is knocked out on the floor and has a uh, and he just has food waiting for him in his cell. He looks like it's a nice place. He sees a crayon drawing of a house of a family. It looks like a really fun, happy place to come in and spend some time. So. So anyways, Eastman comes in and asks his name, and he says, uh, kill me. He says, well, me. that's brilliant. Yeah, that's a stupid name. You should probably change it. That could get you killed. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's dangerous, man. That's a dangerous that name. Get you killed. That, could, that shit could get you killed. And uh, uh, Richie A says, Eastman reminds me of a goat fucker in the Woody Allen. <laughs> And uh, Terry Chan, I agree with what Bill Sotheby just just said. Red says, as long as you're a mammal and become pregnant, you can produce milk. Ab- yep. Yep. So all so all mammals have milk come out of their nipples. Is that my ignorance to not automatically? No, not all mammals, Phil. You are a mammal as well. True. Well, all fe- all all yeah. All mammals yeah, yeah. that can get pregnant have milk coming yep. out of there. That's one of the. Unless there's something wrong with them, but yes. Right. So, anyways, it, it, uh, and men can have milk. I was smoking way too much weed during all my science classes. Like, 
in the yeah. like understandable. So yeah, I, I, I skipped I skipped sure. out of that part of science class. And or I'd have like a teacher, and I'll and I'll say it say it because he's long since passed, Mr. Juntnan, who used to just tell us stories about his old acid trips. So so I mean that was uh, be- yes. The sniffer. Do you remember? Yeah, do you remember Mr. Juntnan, Katie? I do. Yes. The snicker. The snicker, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little inside our personal life. Katie and I went to the same school growing up, so we had a lot of similar teachers. So, and he was so mean to you being a crow and just trying to find your way. Yep, yep. He was not an accepting individual. Yeah, it's hard. Cameron Phillips, welcome. He's out a muskrat all the time. Oh. Cameron Phillips says, hi, all. Uh, looking for sex must be male and carry sexual disease. Preferred non-hair. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Benjamin says, how is that walker can bite through the claws, but not through humans can bite through their own clothes? That's a good point. How, how, that, that is a good point in a way that how come uh, we see so many times walkers can't bite through clothes, but some can bite through walls. <laughs> Welcome, Lola. Welcome to the chat. Welcome. Even kangaroos. Munched through a wall. Uh, Bill needs at least thirty minutes or so to uh, to uh, between milkings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milk can run out. Need to be replenished. It happens. So the question it's called the re- is, it's called the, the refractory question, it's called the refractory period. Yep, Joe. Whoa. Question really becomes: How's that goat getting pregnant? Uh, what? Yeah, where's the boy? Artificial insemination with maybe Eastman has maybe some, Eastman uh, maybe it yeah. you know uh, we've been on a South Park theme maybe goat and human DNA share can splice. There's there is you know history behind it. We have what what are those beasts those things called with the goat halves and the human halves? Oh, um, Cent- not centaurs, but all I can think of is chimera because no. I was just reading an article about that. Uh, not minotaur, not centaur. Oh, this is gonna bother me. Not a goat humper, no, not <laughs> goat humper, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, not Red Sox. Ch- chicken, no. chicken fucker, <laughs> <laughs> not the technical term, no. Uh, uh, I can. I'm I'm having like flashes of um, Narnia. Yep, that one was one. And uh, so I'm uh, sure someone. I'm sure there was so- also one in the uh, in the in the lightning movie. I'm sure someone in the chat will jump in in a second. So Eastman comes and asks his name. Morgan yells him and says, "He said, just kill me, kill me, kill me, and just be done with it." And he hands him a book that says, "The Art of Peace." And he introduces himself. Introduces himself as he hand it to him. Throws. Satyrs. Yes, Satyrs. Thank you. Woo. Puck was one. Thank you Thank so much, you, Chad. This is what that's part of the reason why you guys are the best fucking chat in the world. And Eastman says it's okay. It's okay, Tabitha. You know, the walkers are coming. The, Tabitha kind of warns him that a walker's coming outside. He you can hear the the goat as sort of an alarm, a walker alarm. And then he we see him go all out. We we see Eastman sneak out there and go all ninja mode and kick the shit out of a walker with his bow staff. And Morgan watches it from the window. Very impressed, and we see Eastman drag it away, and Morgan's intrigued about what's going on. As we cut, I don't to- understand why you haven't made like the most secure area for your goat. Like, yeah. really, it's just out Take in the front yard while Morgan. you're not around. Like, the spikes no. and shit. Yeah, you need to protect that goat. Yeah. You, there should be no way that a can should just what in the middle. Like, no, come on. <laughs> I was very disappointed with the fact that a walker could get that close to the, just the 
his little compound at this yeah. point anyway. I don't know what Bill is making reference to, but he's saying, oh, chalk, oh, that creature's knowledge. Chalk that knowledge up to my World of Warcraft days. <laughs> Terra Chan, have a very good, have a very good night. Uh, get some rest. This was a late episode. We will talk to you next week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Sweet, sweet dreams, good friend. We'll talk to you soon. And, yeah. and yes, World of Warcraft taught you all sorts of things, like how to do dailies and how to be a part yeah. of a guild, how to how to keep responsibilities, how to, how to not meet girls, how to how, boys. how to anger your 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 crow girlfriends, anger your, your crow girlfriend. Yo. Anyways, anyways, so so we see uh, Eastman dragging the body away. Morgan's intrigued. We hear more hammering and the next morning, and Morgan's eating, mumbling words. Sixteen hours, nineteen floors, just repeating it over and over again. Eastman says to Morgan, "What he was saying, I couldn't I, I couldn't hear him for a little bit of what he whatever." Yeah, was he was so something about. 16 hours, 19 floors. Oh, 16 hours, three standing up. 16 hours on the floor and three standing up inside the cell. I think he was hmm. trying to count how much time he was there for. <laughs> Rich, Bill says, yeah, how to not stand in the fucking fire, you noobs. <laughs> uh, Michael says, uh, what if Tabitha was really uh, the talking goat from the Adam Sandler albums? <laughs> He's got his new hickory stick and and the laces faced in. Eastman did have a stick, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dark Scanner, love the show. Do you guys think that the constant one hour and thirty uh minute format is a bit much though? I think some I shows think it's, new, it's, it's it. not a new format, is it? No, they, <laughs> or is it just like a one shot? Uh, this is the second time this season that they've done it, which is the only time I think there's been two 90 minute episodes in the first half of a season. I, I mean, I gotta say that I like it sometimes, but even coming from a Sons of Anarchy fan, towards the end when they started doing 90 minute annoying. minutes episode as every yes. time, it did get a little annoying and not everything. Katie Seagal, just for Katie Seagal songs. But I'm just saying yeah, not the every. The reason they, were do it, they do it is what I'm upset with. Exactly. It's not about more and quality content. And that's the thing. If it, if it serves the narrative of the story they're telling, I don't mind. But if they're just trying to force mm -hmm. more commercial breaks in something, which it felt like at the end with Sons of Anarchy that they were trying to do, like, like oh, okay, we're well, just going to. Montages. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about that. Uh, Duke Crux says, please don't hurt my goat. You can fuck her, but don't hurt her. <laughs> that's hurting her. Right, that's hurting hey, her. Hey. <laughs> I think we need a reordering of perspectives. Oh my that gosh. That is hurting the goat. Don't fuck goats. Oh god. Unless you're a goat yourself. If you learn anything from this podcast, don't fuck goats. And if you're watching goat. this podcast <laughs> and you can hear these words and understand these words, you are not a goat. Probably. Unless you're Tom Brady well, and you are the greatest of all words. time, you are not a goat. No, or that's you're thinking brutal. or you could be a talking goat from like Dr. Doolittle or something. So okay, so Bless you. So Eastman says to Morgan, you shot at me and I fed you. Please don't hurt my goat. Uh, and, and, uh, and he says good night and goes to bed. So Morgan keeps eating and staring. Then we see Eastman outside training the next morning with Morgan looking at the, the book, The Art of Peace. And we get kind of a montage of Eastman beating down a bunch of walkers and Morgan eating, thinking about the book. And just staying with the same with the same old mumbles. So more time goes on, and Eastman's trying to make cheese. He, we get some kind of hopeful music, tea drinking, and finally uh, Eastman tastes the cheese, and he goes, "It's terrible! Oh my god, it's terrible!" <laughs> more training. I was horrified by how awful that cheese must have uh, must have tasted. <laughs> yeah, he was disturbed by it. Like, 
couldn't even spit it out because he didn't want to close his mouth on it. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Gross. Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, hairy cheese. He's like, oh yeah. And then the second branch is like, yeah, it tastes more astroturf than uh, the grass. Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Eastman's making dinner. He waited a bit and he says, I've waited a bit to talk to you. Uh, I used to be a forensic scientist. I worked for the state and I decided if bad people should that would commit crimes again when they got out of jail. And he used to do, but that now the, now because the state of the state that the state's in, I'm here now, and this is what I'm doing. And uh, he goes, Morgan, what do you do? And Morgan's like, I clear. <laughs> okay, uh, how's that working out for you? What the hell? The he what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I cl I clear walkers. I clear people. I clear. That's what I do. I clear. Whatever the hell comes anywhere near me. Yep. Though that's Kill fucking here. that's fucking stupid. Don Blast, have a very good night, and uh, see you next week. And hopefully, see you next week. So I clear. That's what I do. And uh, and he goes, that's why I'm uh, I'm still here. And and I, I'm here to clear everything that comes in front of me. That's why I'm still around. And and Eastman says, well, that's the biggest load of horse shit I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. He's got he reads this guy. He's oh, real quick. assessed this guy. <laughs> Tom Cruise clear. <laughs> Bro, Riley, I love you, buddy. <laughs> like he's he also knows like he hasn't tried the gate at all because he's still sitting yeah. there. No, he's in his own cage. Of his <laughs> yep, own he's already in prison. Duke Chronic says, I thought they would show us more of Morgan in King County with, uh, with Dwayne chained up. And I, w I wouldn't have mind seeing that if we were to do a full Morgan episode, uh, taking us even further back from Clear a little bit. And I'm sure that was probably something that they talked about, but then they decided that they probably didn't want to do it. Well, I don't, I don't think we really needed it because we got all that Clear shit with Rick in the previous season. And we kind of knew what it was that put him in that in that spot because the wife he didn't kill that rick left him a gun <clears> so he could kill mm -hmm. killed his son who was still alive you know so it was all just like we knew what it was we i don't think we really needed it and that would have really just kind of rehashed stuff they had already gone over yeah. you could have covered that in like a previously on and they might have even I'm, i have to remember what the previously on was this week so maybe a morgan <laughs> so uh so biggest load of horse should have ever heard he slides the lunch underneath morgan is like but um i'm clear <laughs> he's just like whatever fuck you so then we see morgan fucking with a zipper till he can get it and i what i initially thought it was a weapon but it ends up being like a yeah. pick so he can uh pick at the bars of the the jail cell to kind of loosen them up so he can escape the wood, the, he's undoing the sill the, on the yeah, window. The, uh, yeah, this is a man-made, This is, or they're all made, but this is a very homemade prison, so it's not perfect. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, and Morgan's getting out of this, out of, like, he's already dismantling it, like, right there. This, uh, I'm surprised this other guy, 47 days, Good. wasn't able to get out of it. Good point by Bill. Symbolism that Morgan... He's still never... He's trying to break out, but he still hasn't tried the nope. fucking door yet. Because logic dictates that the door it's should locked. be locked. Yeah. And but no, you still try it. <laughs> if the lock's broken. Always try the knob. Lola, right? Lola says, you think a guy likes girls, then you <laughs> learn, he, learn that he likes goats. <laughs> what a competition. <laughs> Duke Chronic says, I thought they would show us... Oh, I already read that one. Uh... Bill, great point. Symbolism that Morgan was in a prison of his own making in this whole situation. Yeah. It all kind of 
connected in the end. Dark Skinner says, yes, I wanted more backstory about Morgan. We know so little about him. Ducronk says, Morgan and Dwayne in the back room and Rick didn't know. Or had Dwayne in the back room and Rick didn't know in that whole situation. And he burned down in that fire, possibly. So... Morgan is like, I'm clear. <laughs> so we see Morgan Later. messing with the zipper, trying to get in, but ultimately he sees he sees Eastman showing back up before he has time to to break out. Now Morgan steps in, and as we talked about earlier, and I talked about this a little bit more in detail, post traumatic stress disorder, or just any like Eastman being being who he is and being uh, the, his job and what he did in the past. And Joe mentioned this too, can immediately cat categorize what's going on with Morgan. Immediately go, okay, th this is what's wrong with you, buddy. And he recognizes the symptoms. He's not talking to himself, you know, uh, constantly rambling on. He has talked to himself, but he's not, you know, rambling on. He's not, you know, there's, there's things to look for when you know what you're looking for that obviously help to assess and, and diagnose someone. And this mm -hmm. guy's obviously been doing it a long time and knows his job and is able to do it really quick on Morgan and Morgan yes, is and, pretty and, and while seemingly not paying attention to Morgan at all didn't Morgan's uh Critch says didn't Morgan's hesitation get his sons killed first on the list or was yes. his wife for yes. yeah you're right Critch it was his uh got his son killed because he left his wife alive and, his, and he says his wife eventually yep. killed the kid Joe what Joe was saying earlier so he says it was post-traumatic stress disorder that he's been in hell Morgan says that the blood that was on me were two men a father and son I stabbed one and then I strangled the other one the day before I came here and and I don't know <laughs> and he goes uh, and then he asks him his version of the Rick's three questions so so uh, so did you kill lots questions three did you kill lots of people yes were they all attacking you no not all of them have you saved anybody and he Morgan pauses and he thinks about Rick probably in that moment mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he says yes you have you've you, and he sees a wedding ring and goes, let me guess, you've had a loved one. He, he fortune tells, tellers him. He miscleos yeah. him. He goes, yeah. oh, you have a wedding ring? Oh, okay, you had a kid. You had a wife. They both died. That's happened right in front of you. And as we find out later about Eastman, he has intimate knowledge of that kind of thing. When it really comes mm -hmm. down to it, can I see the signs? Your body's here, but your mind's somewhere else. And then uh, he goes over, ba basically like anyone that has seen this, it's basically like Cisco. He, he basically tells him, you're like Cisco in Deep Space Nine with the death of your wife, when the it's, prophets yeah. get inside <laughs> his mind. Like, I know that's going to be out there. people for you run into in this world are going to be suffering from PS PTSD. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fact. I mean, we're kind of late into it, so probably most people who weren't able to function because of it might end up dying or it's just some yeah. people are going to recover from it and come out of it in some way. And some people aren't when it really, and comes some down people to won't it. suffer from it at all. And some people, you know, well, Oh, well, and to some extent it's going to be how they survive. Like Morgan has thus far. Right. It's exactly. made him very, uh, murderous. Clear. Clear, clear. M Michael says, every single time Morgan doesn't take care of somebody, uh, they come back to hurt somebody. Loves, likes. Jenny came back for Dwayne. The Wolves came back a couple weeks ago after Rick. He does have a bad track no, record with the people the he leaves. in the show. Carl learned that lesson long ago mm -hmm. with uh, the river walker. Th yeah. That ended up killing Dale. Yep. So, yeah. So the guy calls Morgan and it was retaught the lesson as recently as two episodes mm -hmm, ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the guy calls Morgan his friend and he says, I don't have any friends. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to kill you. 
And he says, uh, men aren't meant, aren't built to kill. We don't have claws. I've met uh, so many people in my or job, armor. and I've only met one evil person. I've met damaged, <laughs> damaged people, but we can all heal. Uh, no one is... No one is truly evil. I've met. He ends up getting into it later that he's we met. We all like, have the capacity mm, to heal, except for one person he knew. There's good and evil in all of us. It's just the spectrum and the choices that we make. Within right. That. And he's not saying that he hasn't met people that are so close to evil that definitely will continue to do bad things. He doesn't like get into any of that. That that just because I only said there was one person that I've ever met that was truly evil doesn't mean that there aren't more people that were definitely going to continue to do what they were going what they were doing and i agree with there's it. also the capacity to change and go for the good Correct. even if you have committed great evils and there were two things i really liked from i mean i liked a lot of it some of it i i have to admit at times when we get into these mr miyagi type characters i find it a little redundant some of the things that he was saying to him like the mm -hmm. like the, oh my, i always think of mystery men with ben stiller's reaction to when they meet that other guy that uh that's that that organizes them all and is like what is up is down what is black is white what is what is every <laughs> everything is but this particular monologue and then later on when he starts telling what happened to his wife i thought mm. were like really effective real really really awesome yeah he did an amazing job with yep. his delivery yeah like he really you could feel the uh emotion and his efforts to keep the emotion back while saying these things exactly. because they were deep and profound for him so morgan comes in we go to a commercial break after that and then morgan comes in and uh in and oh anyways i'm sorry we come in on the goat and we hear the struggles of the start and the stop morgan changes uh, i'm sorry i'm having trouble reading my notes right here and he uh <laughs> i'm like what the fucking okay so ultimately they go outside this is where eastman uh says i give you two choices you can uh morgan spots the fireplace stuff and they end up facing off again as morgan has oh, his two Poker. choices you can leave or you can stay yep. and he morgan he doesn't it's get a like, chance. What to do you mean? Oh, I can't leave. The door's like the door's not locked. You can leave or you can stay. Actually, that doesn't happen. This, this is the first time when they first end up. Oh yeah, we come in and we hear the struggle as they start to stop and then they face off. He ends up choking him out eventually, and he just gives up. And the kid's picture ends up getting fucked in the scene too. Gets broken mm. in the scene, and he keeps saying, "Kill me, kill me, kill me." And as Joe was saying, he yeah. goes, two choices: the door or the couch." Critch says it was well written, but it doesn't account for us becoming the best killers on earth. I like to say to my pet before the opening of food can, uh, opposable thumb, motherfucker. Um, uh, Duke Krug says yin and yang. There's still a little bit of evil in and good in every bit of us. Uh, Perry Love says they're not equipped to kill, but they have the capacity to kill beyond their needs. Bill says the only other thing evil needs to the only. Other thing evil needs in order to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Morgan needs to know that doing nothing is bad. And I agree. See, that's where I agree sometimes. I think that it's, it's kind of like the philosophy that I agree with the philosophy that Eastman's presenting as a start in this world. I understand where he's coming from of a way of protecting humanity, but there has to be a fine line where, where, you're not in a Batman type world, as Joe often types to see. At times, you do have to kill this this wolf. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't he shouldn't be trying to save this fucking wolf when it really comes and, to and, the end? Well, here's the thing: he's not doing any kind of therapy or or actual assessment of whether or not they're actually going to like 
uh, be able to, to, to heal or not, not be murderous killers and psychopaths anymore. He has no idea about this. So what's he doing? He's catching these people who are out doing very, very bad things. He puts them in a car and then he leaves. He catches them. He says, leave, don't come back here or, or just don't come back here. Like, come on. Well, do you think he's <laughs> Eastman has done this before? That's a Eastman, good question, Katie. I, uh, maybe, maybe at that place he has not had to actually catch bad than, uh, people. The first guy, right? But and so I, I think you know Morgan definitely hasn't done this before and doesn't know what he's doing. But no, I think in a way, even if Eastman hasn't done it before in that well, cabin, in he's context, done it before yes. in life. So that's what he was doing. Well, but that's my point. Like he, the first person he chose to bring back, other than the guy that he starved to death in that cage, he had to have had some sense of his good qualities. Right. To be willing He's... to bring him to this place and play and with his ghost. Chance with him. Yeah. And Who? whereas Morgan isn't doing that. Who did just... you, what do you mean he brought someone back there? Eastman, that he actually let Morgan that stay. He brought Morgan into his cabin. He didn't oh, just so let he did it with someone else. No. That no. No, she was she was I saying that he is she was saying that he must have seen something in Morgan initially, right from the go, kind of seen that sense like a familiarity with his insanity to give him a chance to live there and give him a chance. Yeah. And I don't I personally to answer that question, I don't think that he's done this before. I think Morgan's the no. first for him. Yeah. yeah, I mean I don't think he really had the choice to kind of see that Morgan was, you know had something in him beforehand morgan stumbled upon the place he saw morgan he was like hey don't kill my goat yeah and but he could have knocked him out and then carried him to a street he brought him somewhere else. yeah right. he could have knocked so, him out and brought him somewhere else he chose to he chose to bring him inside and keep him there that was a choice and that's he made because he has the the assessment ability but that's what i'm saying i don't think morgan he had the chance have. to assess him though I, well, in those few minutes of interacting with him and just seeing his behavior, and that's a good, Katie. That's a good. That's a good question. That I wonder if Morgan could have said or done anything in those first few minutes to make Eastman say, "Okay, I'm getting you the fuck out of here. I'm knocking you out and taking you, yeah. taking you somewhere." I, I don't. I don't. I don't personally. You know, I'm not. The professional oh and by the way last week you were wrong I, about I, joe by the way just to call you out uh because so many people mentioned it in the comment section you were wrong about tobin last week tobin is alive it was the, uh, it was some okay. other it was some other character just to bring that up from last week sorry because right, many well, many people have brought it up it and many people have brought it up <laughs> in the chat tobin is still alive okay so, uh, so, so but anyway i i like like you said he he didn't from what I saw, he didn't have the chance to assess him in any way. Morgan offered nothing verbally and only like he went to move towards the goat. The guy said, hey, get away. And immediately he started looking to where he was and tried to shoot him and then stalked him around the property mm -hmm. until he was knocked out. There was no time before he knocked him out to assess him. Well, there's body language. Who knows how long he was watching him while Morgan was approaching. And that would the be the goat. only thing. And and I still am not sure how he would have assessed <laughs> So it wouldn't have been a formal diet. Ren, Ren has a good Ren has a good point. A truly evil person might have just killed the goat for fun. Or, or yeah, fuck yeah, you! I'm killing it, your goat. Like, moved on the goat so Stop quick me. and killed it. Killed it so very quickly. Like that would be the only thing I I kind of saw. But 
like first and foremost, body language says a lot. It's how we communicate with all of our furry and feathery friends. It's very true. So anyway, so Morgan uh, gets up and walks to the cell when he's again presented with you have two choices. He decides that his final choice is just to go into the cell. He's taking his own decision. He doesn't like the couch. And so he sits down and Eastman grabs the uh, grabs the kid's picture and goes to try to fix it. And he opens the cell door to which Morgan kicks immediately closed. I thought this was a really good a little balance back and forth between the two of them. Sorry, adjusting the camera a little bit. Uh, Critch or Critch says now. I, or wait, Bill says you're right. Humans have become the best killers on Earth because of our brains and technology. Without the tools and weapons, humans would lose a lot to other creatures. And uh, well, hey. We did have armor. It was called thick fur. We were apes and we lost that armor because we became so good at killing and being able to use tools and throwing weapons and, and project weapons that we lost, lost it all. Not all of we us still, lost that armor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some of you know, some of us still do, some of us don't, but you know, for the most part, you know, when you become the best killer, like someone was saying in the chat room, you do start to lose the armor hmm. or the the, the claws, so to speak, you know, it starts to go away. You get, you have the thumbs, the pinky, they say, is going away, isn't it? Who knows if that's true? I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, personally, I think what am I going to stick up when I drink my tea? Yeah, what am I going to do? What, what am I going to like do when I drink my tea? And that's, that's what I have that fucking pinky going on. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the only digit that gets way up there. Yeah, but... dude. I mean, oh, it, it has. Yeah, it has. Been flashing oh like that for a while. It has some. Uh, it has some good purposes. It, it, you, you... I think it's focusing in on the turtle's face every every now and then instead of Phil auto focusing or something. Oh, and the turtle's behind me. Yeah, keeps flashing them, and, and it's you know, hey, tri more tribute to Eastman. Yeah, more more uh, more tribute to the Ninja Turtles back there. Hi, Ninja Turtle friends. So, anyways, so Eastman uh, grabs the kid's picture and he goes to fix it, and to we go to the night, and Morgan again is stewing, and Eastman's like, he walks up to me, and goes, Akito, that's how I kicked your ass earlier. Well, that's how I redirected your ass earlier, and then let's go. And then he goes, people in, people in prison, the stories I heard. I, he talked about staying with his, uh, his five-year-old daughter, finding him after a bad day at work, dealing with some horrible stuff, and giving him, the, uh, giving him this picture that she won to make him feel lucky. Oh, no, giving him the picture and then giving him a lucky rabbit's foot to make him feel lucky. And the next morning, he, uh, he saw a sign for a keto, and he guessed it works because the ketos kept him alive. Morgan asks if his wife and daughter are dead, and Eastman just keeps going. Akito, it will help. That's what it is. <laughs> he says, uh, we have a trip, and Akito will help. We need to make this trip, and we I can't do it alone. And we need to find some other people, because you're shit conversation. Because you, cause you just can't have a conversation. I can't do this alone. Morgan goes, where are we supposed to go? And Eastman's like, I don't have any clue, but good night. We're going to go somewhere. I know a place. <laughs> I know a place we can go. And, and then, <laughs> then Andy, Andy Dufresne will be waiting there for me. No, so Morgan is, is like left in the dark, like going, whoa, are we going somewhere? Are we going on a trip? And, and he goes out and he leaves the cell and goes, <laughs> looks at the kid's picture. And I think he did. They never showed the closure of this, but I assume he took the time and he kind of fixed the kid's picture there. Cause it seemed like he was, he put yeah. the final, final touches on making sure it was like taped back together or something or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's the feeling I got. 
Yeah. Critch says it's good to see the crow back again. Uh, and we're talking. There's a big talk in the chat room about thumbs. How else am I supposed to open my Gardelli chocolates with my wife? For <laughs> my wife got me for my birthday Jeez. the other day. Happy birthday, Olavella. Wax on, wax off. <laughs> Duke Chronic says, "Well, well, Ron Perlman must be an, is a Neanderthal. He's part, he's part Kong. He's his Kong. We've said this before mm. that if there was ever a live action movie, Ron uh, Donkey Kong movie, Ron Perlman has to be the star of it, and they wouldn't even need makeup." <laughs> Uh, Ren says one thing I remember that Eastman may have seen was pets in prison and other animals helped facilitate rehabilitation mm-hmm, for inmates mm-hmm. so Tabitha may have helped Morgan in that respect yeah yeah yep. that's done a lot nowadays and we yeah exactly we've seen that in, in Oz it really helped Miguel goats Alvarez are very personable goats are the animal world's best friends yeah they really do they like are- like Goats, goats keep horses company. They keep dogs company. They're just really one of those animals that gets along with all, all sorts of species. Goats are very friendly animal. In my interactions, very discriminating. Yeah. So, so any, so anyways, uh, so we get this whole. This is where we get into the kind of the speech in it that I wasn't a big. Fan. Oh, he says. This is better. There's always potential in life. When there's life, there's potential. As we see Eastman making cheese the next time, and he eats it, and he goes, "That's eh, getting better, but it still tastes a little astroturfy." But he goes, "But there's potential. There's chance. And when, there, when there's life, there's a chance. There's always potential. And if you didn't know already that Eastman was going to die at the end of this episode, this is the point where you know for sure. You're like, "Ah, Eastman's fucked." Yep. Eastman yep. is fucked. He's he's doing that. He's having that Tyrese talk. He's he's not lasted. He did get to perfect his cheese first, though. I believe. Alf Red Sox fan wants to know if we'd leave our goat with Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. No. I would no. like to talk to you about the goats that you have at my house. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, uh, I haven't done that in like 20 years. Anyways, so so we go down the next morning, and uh, there's always potential with the uh, – uh, we. Morgan gets offered a goo goo cluster, which is uh, which mm. is really yummy. Uh, Ron Perlman needs to come and do The Walking Dead. I would love to see Ron Perlman somewhere on The Walking Dead. It would be, he's a, yeah, he, he would yeah, be cool. He it's, yeah, it would be better than that shit the show. It's a great movie too. It would be mm. better than that shit show that he's on right now that I, that I kind of tried to watch one episode of. Whatever. What, what show is it? I don't even know what it's called. But anyways, let's continue. Hmm. So uh, so he goes into this whole thing. I'm not giving up on chocolate. Or maybe it was a preview that I saw for a show he's going to be on that looked bad. But I, I, I can't remember. I've been watching a lot of, a lot of random preview stuff. preview was like the length of the whole show. It was so bad I can't watch it. <laughs> I have a question. Dark Skinner says, I have a question. I was arguing about this with my family while we were watching. Shoot. Shoot it. Uh, and Jell- the Jell-O Putin Pops. J-E-L-L-O. Eat the, mm, eat the I jello those things, especially you know, the swirl. Do you know that there's? Uh, I I went a little research. Sorry to go on a quick rant. I did a little research about the jello pudding pops and what the fuck happened to them. And it's, mm. we we can do a whole podcast on the details of of why jello pudding pops fell out of existence. It's it's a whole big story behind it. But the point is, now if you want jello pudding pops, they sell kits that you can make your own. But uh, instead of actually making them your in deliver in you know giving giving us those tasties it's how you can make it from just regular pudding and uh, i've i've read reports that it's okay it's not the same mm-hmm. thing you can get you get an approximation of it but that that's yeah. it about that that's a shame 
And, he, and here's the uh, dark scanner question. Remember the duo that Morgan killed in the beginning of the episode? Were they going to mm -hmm. rob him before? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, feel, I, felt I think like they, were. They, they were going to either rob him or kill him. They were stalking him. If they wanted to get make contact, you don't do it by sneaking up on someone. Nope. And what you, hey, you, can you help us? <laughs> like, hello. Or like the There's other people handled them. Rather than sneaking up on them. But Absolutely, I think he Morgan. is just, and he said he is just killing everything yeah. he sees. But, in, out, there's, there's, but there's they that. had bad intentions. I think, bad intentions. I think it was. I, th I agree with you. They showed us that scene, and not like. No, I agree with you guys, and I think they also mm -hmm. showed us that scene to show the balance of the 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 other scene with how the people should interact with Morgan. Like when the other people yes. are like, "Thank yes. you, take my canned food and my twenty five cents or whatever she put yep. up. No bullet, my <laughs> bullet, my my single bullet. Yeah. Thank you, sir. We bow and walk backwards away from you. As Red Thank says, you. as Red says, as Tyrion said, death is so final, yet life is so full of possibilities. Possibilities. Oh, the awful possibilities. <laughs> so, okay, so we get the Google clusters, which look delicious, by the way. I want and, some Google clusters. And don't, and yeah, don't blame him for fighting for cheese, because we always, always would. And and he asked Morgan to go out and scavenge with him, and Morgan just kind of gives him the up. Uh, blank poker stare and he goes okay if you don't want to come watch tabitha can you do that for me and morgan kind of gives him a somewhat affirm affirmative look so morgan's left home alone and he watches eastman head out as we cut to tabitha and he looks down at that damn book of the art of peace and he just kind of looks and he finally picks it up and there's a note in it from him it says aikido is not to kill Although nearly all creeds have a commandment against taking a life, most of them justify killing for one reason or another. But in Aikido, we try to come, we try to, we try to not to kill even the most evil person, as he puts try. it down. We try. We try not to. Yeah. And I've seen enough Steven Seagal movies to know that he doesn't try to not kill the most evil person. He wants to kill the most evil person right away. He, he's not His a good. efforts are feeble. Yes. <laughs> good night, Olavella. Have a good night, my friend. Have a good night, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Perry Love says those people might have just wanted hugs. True, true. Their approach was bad. And oh no, Michael wasn't saying goodnight. He was saying goodnight to Al Red Sox fan. Good night, uh, Red Sox fan. Oh, it is, it is starting to get a little late in the East around here. Have a good night, my friend. Thank you so much, as usual. So he he puts it down. So we get all creeds, commandments, whatever, keto. So he puts it down and he thinks he hears something in the distance and he leans back and we hear a walker in the distance sort of approaching. We hear the goat making noise. I actually thought when he was going to run out here, the goat was going to be dead, right? I did too. It sounded like she was making I'm being eaten noises. Yeah. That too. was awful. And I thought it was already too late. Me yep. too. Me too. And he took a took a sweet all time. But anyways, yeah. he eventually gets his way out out there, and the walkers are surrounding him. And Morgan comes, and I like how this was depicted in film. Morgan comes out of the tunnel vision and snaps out of it. And that all stops. Yeah, he hears a, like the goat makes a special noise. Right. And he just comes right out of it. And, and then he spots a wedding ring, I think. And then he end, uh, sees it. And, it oh, just, yeah. and then he just goes into this whole thing uh, and kills the walkers and it's a bunch of tense music. And we see him protecting the goat and kind of being very loving towards the goat for a second. Yeah. And then we see the the sunshine in the next to the pretty flowers at the center of the shot. And we see oh, the worms kind of turning for Morgan as things are starting to get better. He takes Goatsy with him. And they, they go for a, and hides Goatsy 
Goatsy inside, which Goatsy should be at all times anyways. Yeah, dude, stop leaving the goat out in the yard. Yep, and he sees something, and he ends up going through all the t- tall grass, bringing the dead body, trying to figure out the area which Eastman's burning the bodies. And he ends up coming up, and he sees a bunch of graves, all with names on it. And he, Morgan, starts to dig a grave for this person and digs the grave up. Eastman shows up, and he finds him burying the body, and he goes, well, you're... You killed a tomato plant, but um, I guess you you saved the goat, so it's pretty good. And he goes, "Eh, it's progress. And Morgan kind of throws the shovel down, goes to the body to kind of uh, carry it over. And Eastman goes, wait a second, and grabs the wallet out and pulls uh, and gets the the license out so he has the name so he can make the gravestone. And then they head home. And he says, well, A and B. We have two things to tell you about. A, you broke my fucking fence. And you killed my tomato plant, and that's going to need to be fixed, young man. And he goes, number two, I fixed your spear. And he presents Morgan with his weapon and with his fixed bow staff. And Morgan's like, thank you, my staff. I have it in my hands again. And uh, Michael says, they got that noisy every time a walker is near. It's an animal. They know that the threat's coming close. Yep, it was the goat and alarm. alarm. Absolutely. Among other things, yes. <laughs> Perry Love says, or they can maybe sound like Stevie Nicks. <laughs> uh, Ren says, I've always thought the devil has various has a very sensual voice. I would imagine it sure. as well. Uh, whenever I think of the devil, not that it's the best movie in the world, but from like a visual standpoint, I think about Al Pacino from Devil's Advocate mm. being very charming and being being your best friend in that situation. Definitely not Liz Hurley from Bedazzled or whatever that movie was. Fucking hate that movie. Fucking hate that movie. The first, the first, the original? No, I'm talking about the one with, the original one's not bad, but I'm talking about the Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley. The remake? No, it's almost an exact duplicate of the original, only much worse. Almost. Only, only, yeah, not uh, done with uh, Dudley Moore. Like how do you how do you reprise a Dudley Moore role like that? Like, why don't you ask Russell Brand how he fucking dared to do Alfred? He's like, oh, I'm gonna do. I think doing Alfred would be a great idea. Sorry, that's a horrible Russell no. Brand impression. No, you don't. Like, they fucked with the wrong. You don't remake Dudley Moore movies. Those are those are precious. Well, <laughs> it's like trying to redo like. Uh, the history of the world part two. Mm. Bill Sotheby asked the question, who did the best uh, devil in a movie? I mentioned Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. I would think ultimately the best has to be uh, Trey Parker in the South Park movie. <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> devil. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately I think... I'm I think it has to be... Even though that movie isn't perfect, uh, if that movie starred Matthew McConaughey instead of Keanu Reeves in the lawyer role, mm-hmm. it would have been. Sure a, it would. Be, it would be yeah. a perfect movie for me. I really enjoyed Devil's yeah. Advocate. I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater actually a couple times at that period of time. Uh, Keanu's accent is the worst part of the movie, but everything else in that movie Charlize. works. And yeah. Charlize Theron's awesome in it. And yeah. I think. And I think Pacino's Devil. Some of his speeches at the end, some of his monologues, to me, symbolize the perfect mix of how the devil might feel in that context of being cast away from God. You know, in the story and in the way that's set up in the in the context of the movie. So I would say Al Pacino's probably my favorite favorite Devil. I'd have to actually have to really think about that for a little bit. Yeah, so far, he's question. in the, yes. he's up, up front, but there's a lot of, um, 
I'd have to go back and yeah. And re- like, no, we'd have to really think about it. that's that's a uh, that's a conversation for a different yeah. different topic. <laughs> that's Brohawk Riley's thinking about Kenny dying and going to the boobies in the sky after dealing with it. <laughs> <laughs> History of the World's one of my favorite movies of all time. Olivella, oh, yes, love it. Yes, it's yes. great. So. Oh, it's- Amazing movie. So let's continue. He uh, so he gets the spear, spear, and then we go to the goat, and we see Morgan uh, digging and planting, and in ninja training, we get an overdub of. This was the point where I'm talking about where where I got a little, it got a little cliche with the things that Eastman was saying well to him. Had the rock montage. Yeah, and it was the Rockies getting good. Ah, Rocky, you're gonna have to eat crap. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, Morgan, you're gonna crap thunder and eat dynamite. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're, we're gonna, gonna heal you in your, at yeah. the ocean's edge. Right. Does does uh does Tim Curry from Legend count as the devil? Oh, maybe. maybe. He, I don't think he was the devil because he was answering to someone, if I remember correctly. Hmm. But he was a demon, at least. That was, ooh. Bobby D played Louis Cypher. Oh, interesting. We need a montage. Even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> we always fade out in a montage. Sorry. This is a heavy South Park episode of our podcast tonight. As you can tell, we're huge South Park fans. I think the fir- one of the early movies, Joe and I, like, not, we've known each other a while, but I remember one of my favorite going to the movie experience with, with you, Joe, just you, was going to see the South Park movie in the theater. And it was like towards the yeah. end of its oh. run. And we were like the only two in the theater just like laughing like like uh, De Niro and Cape Fear. Like, ah, ah, ah. I think we actually went at like the begin, like it, it was empty and it was like right at the beginning of its run. I think Maybe we went in matinee on like a Wednesday after morning or something. Maybe. So it was empty, but it was like opening week anyway. Do you know who's uh, what does uh? And their uh, best their best movie by far, in my opinion, is a movie they did for like a college thesis, I believe. Cannibal called the musical. Cannibal the musical. Awesome. It is brilliant. If anybody can get it out there, get it. Watch it's on it, YouTube. It's on YouTube. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube somewhere. Okay, so we go we go to the goat. And we see Morgan digging and planting. We get the overdub of "You need to believe in all life. Life is precious. You need to redirect your back thoughts." And we're and it's just a montage of training and Morgan becoming a different person and studying the book and shit like that. Right. Exactly. Every scene shows a little bit import- important. Which we got to show the passage of time. <laughs> and every scene. Is a, we need a mo- That was what, out of all. I mean, they've written so many great songs, but I see why that's one of the only ones that they've used in more than one property, using it in South Park and using it in Team America. Because yes, it just yes. serves that. That's just one of those songs that should always come back. There should. If I ever made a film, uh, which I hope to one day with good old Brohawk Riley in there some way that. If there, if I ever put a montage in a movie, I would have to put that song in there. I would yeah, have to call yeah, that, yeah. you know, get rights from them and be like, I need to use your montage song because there, because anything else since they've done that, it's just like, you know, it's you can't do. Every time someone does a montage, I'm like, okay, done. I hum this song to myself. Yep. <laughs> Basketball was a great movie too, yep. bro. Orgasmo. Orgasmo. An orgasmo. Like, orgasmo. I'm just too. saying, I personally enjoyed Cannibal the Musical the best. It's just the right campy and low budget and brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like their first, it's their first now, real great thing. Now, guys, guys, let's build a snowman. We're going to make it. Okay. So, enough camp. So, let's, uh, let's we get. Have a man. TP. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god! Man, and, man, and, man. and last cannibal, last cannibal thing I'm say, I'll say. If you're interested in cannibal and you've seen it and you want a new experience, it's worth buying the DVD just for to hear the drunk uh, DVD commentary by Trey oh, yeah. Parker, awesome. who is who is pretty hilarious. Okay, enough cannibal now. So so we see Morgan getting better every time. He gives the goat some peanut butter and smiles, and it's just a good moment with him and the goat. And he comes out. <laughs> Tom Brady was there. And they come out. Uh, the the goat is someone that fails, by the way, Joe. You're calling him the goat. The goat fails. The goat is you. The goat is the person you blame. The goat is the person you blame when they fail. You go that takes the responsibility and fails. So no, he's not, that's not the goat. He's the he, no. It's no no, Joe. You're wrong here. It's you're the, either the hero or the goat. He's the hero. He's not the goat. Well, goat is also an acronym for greatest. Of okay, but all. I can I consider goat on the expression. And if you're a sports athlete, okay. you're either a hero or you're the goat that fails, and everyone blames Why you for goat? it. Where'd that come from? The hero or the goat thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know where I initially heard that from, but it's definitely definitely in some movies. Curious. <laughs> it's definitely it's. Isn't the goat the king of the? Oh, mountain? someone someone also put it in the chat. Goat is always the uh, the greatest of all times. Says Bill. Yeah. I think we're both right in this situation because greatest yeah, of all yeah, time. Sure. And then I've definitely heard goat described in uh, maybe even in White Man Can't Jump is mm -hmm. a movie that's been described like this or talked about how someone that's the goat is the person that fails in the situation yeah, as well. I think Woody I'm Harrelson explains it in that movie. I, I can almost hear him explaining like saying it to Rosie or something. Goats yeah. are winners. Exactly, and it also comes from I know exactly where it comes from. The goat was a player that was around at the time Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ah, yes. played on the street and he was one of the best basketball players that they say of all time and he mm -hmm. ended up getting drug addiction instead of going to college um. and lost a lot of years of his life and his name was the GOAT so it became synonymous with somebody that that had an opportunity and lost it like months yeah. because he, he was got, he, to, keep, to, time to keep time. it to keep it to win yeah he was because he was the greatest of all time to keep it to woody harrelson it's a munson it became a uh it became a <laughs> goat or or james robinson other thing goat can also mean scapegoat yep yes so now that we've cleared that up, that I love when we're both right. So we so we continue. Uh, so we uh, we learn something new every night here, guys. I like this shit. We're an educational program. Yay! Oh my gosh, I love it. I love this shit. So so uh, the more you know, the more. You <laughs> Oh, and knowing I, it's half I, the battle. Oh, another one. G.I. Joe. Tell real American hero. I was going to go with that one, but hey, I went with the uh, Yeah. Yeah, you, Joe. Joe, again, you are. You're Joe. Because you, we were talking about drugs and alcohol. Joe, so you're so. Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Young and stupid. You're young and stupid, Joe. Oh, I'm young and dumb and full oh. of. You're still young and stupid. Yeah, I'm still young and stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said that to a judge once, and it worked. It did. Uh -huh. And, and knowing in the, the PBS of YouTube and knowing's half the battle, G.I. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> we had a, P a public service announcement. We have the, the more you know is coming. Oh, oh we're all my. over it tonight. Oh, my God, dude. This is, oh, gosh. <laughs> Bring me his head. Okay, well, okay, here we go. So, oh, sorry guys, sorry guys, I'm getting caught up with those. Uh, let's wrong show, wrong goddamn show. Okay, so we uh, we come. Up, Morgan says uh, he asked why he has a cell in his cabin. He says I oh, built this place with my question. wife. Uh, it didn't have a cell unless me. I, at first, when he said the thing, I built this place with my wife. I was like, we had a really strange <laughs> sex life. Yeah, yeah I was we hoping. Were kinky. I was hoping. 
<laughs> Duke it should have been like, I lived in Cleveland around the corner from my brother. Duke- I married this really big woman. <laughs> Duke- <laughs> we like some freaky shit. Do Chronic says, you, this is why, uh, it, oh, you know, this was a 90 minute one tonight, but he goes, this is why it takes us two hours to review a one hour show. A hundred percent, motherfucker. hundred percent. So, uh, Morgan, he says, I built this place for a sex dungeon with me and my wife. On rock and roll, man. <laughs> he built that place on rock and roll. We built this Killed on rock and roll. So uh, he says, well, a lot of people, I had the darkest people in my job. I, I met 800 men, 25 women. They were some of the worst, mm-hmm. but one. Mm-hmm. Creighton, Creighton Dallas uh, Wilton, I believe was the name. Creighton. I keep calling him Creighton. And uh, the, yeah, a name like that. He should be wearing a big hat and calling himself Tex. Mm-hmm. But he was, uh, he was a horrible person, but he was one of those charming people that can manipulate people. And I just knew it was an all big game for him. And he knew he could manipulate a... He was the model set model prisoner for a while, and he was playing everybody. And I just knew that he eventually was going to be able to con his way out. So I was interviewing him, and I met him in five seconds. And I just knew what he knew that I knew that he knew that Ferris passed out at Thirty One Flavors last night. And we yeah. looked each other in the eye, and he knew in that moment that I would never let him out. And he just got up and he started beating me. His fist was like a rock on top of me, beating me. I saw his eyes and I knew what true evil was. He started choking me. He started choking me. I, and, death, yep. and he pulls out the rabbit's foot and he goes, ha, 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 good luck, Akito. And he was able to, he goes, I was no master at that point, but I was able to shift. Armbar yeah, from the pin choke yeah. position, what I did to you. What he did to him earlier when he attacked him. Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Morgan, Morgan was pinning him, choking him. So he, mm. he like he he even like says the move that he did. Yeah. He arm bars him and flips him over. And he says, I got him and I thought he'd never get out of prison. But he did get out. And when he got out, he came to my home. This is the part where I got a little confused. I got a little confused with. I, oh, cause not till the end, because we hear what he does at the end, so I wasn't confused yeah. about it. Uh he says, I came home and he had killed I came to my house. And he killed my wife, my daughter, and my son. And then he went right down to the police station, covered in blood, and he said, "I turned myself in. He just, yep. I just can't. I just wanted to leave prison to to destroy your life. Yep. He, he just wanted. He, he. The only reason why he escaped was to destroy that man's life. Yep. Yep. Sick, sick, fucking sick. He dude. knew that this guy was never gonna let him out. It was gonna. He was gonna do anything he could to not let him out. Had the guy just calmed down." And pressed on, they might have eventually, you know, he might have been able to charm everybody else enough to, well, he to was get out. Even, he was doing that even. Yeah, and he still even did. Still. He was still able to, like, leave the prison to go garden all and, like, and like, do highway of his pickup perfection and Darks, and as a psychopath, all the therapy that he showed up to only helped him become a better psychopath. Yeah, it's a class to them. Dark Scanner says, I don't know. I thought the scene where they revealed Eastman's family uh, was murdered kind of screwed up his idealist, idealistic view of no killing. And I think I think it, well, this is what I was going to say earlier. This was before he got that view. It, well, he had learned it. But hadn't, hadn't been able to really it felt it. He, he didn't. But to be honest, he d- couldn't get there until he he got murdered. to kill that murdered. Yeah, he needed to murder first. He needed to kill this guy in the way that he basically says he wants to do it. So and he yeah, did he it. And he did it. Pa- he did it passively. He didn't actually like his actions were locking this guy up. But he didn't actually kill him past that. He just refused to feed him, 
refused to take care of the life he took into his custody to 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 do the Batman thing. I don't. I don't need. I don't need to kill him. I don't need to kill you. You never know something's not going to be satisfying until it doesn't satisfy you. Correct. Good point, Katie. Bill says some people just want to watch the world burn and like Batman too. Uh, I I don't. I don't. I don't. Not going to kill you, but I don't. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Johnny Rico said for a minute I thought that guy he was describing might be Negan later on. Uh, someone else said that earlier in the evening too. I I think a bunch of people thought about him tonight. And we're going to get our signs for him in this season, probably. The story was like an episode of Law and Order SVU, says Ren. Yeah, it was, with covered in blood, and he killed my family. So the guy says he just jump cuts here because he forgets to mention that he actually did kidnap the guy. He goes, I built this uh, cell putting those bars and I wanted to put it in those bars because I wanted to capture him and watch him starve to death. And Morgan asked, well, did you? And he just kind of changes the subject and he goes, no, I come to believe that all life is precious. He doesn't answer. He doesn't say no. He says, I've come to believe that all life is precious. Morgan is like, Ah, that's not an answer. And he says, uh, he repeats himself. He goes, I've come to believe, like almost like Morgan does with the clear, clear, clear. He repeats himself. I've come to believe all life is precious. That's his little mantra that he repeats. And uh, some intensity behind it. And then he, and then he turns, which is a line I bet the crow loved that he goes, that's why we're eating oatmeal burgers. And, and he nods and Morgan kind of, he goes, you're really good at that. And he goes, what? Redirecting. You're really awesome. He starts using his own stuff on him. So we go back in and they're out scavenging, picking up goods. That's because he doesn't answer the question. He doesn't answer the question. He avoids it. And he's picking up, they're picking up goods at the spot that Morgan killed those two people. And he asks Morgan uh, who he lost. And Morgan says, my wife and my son. And he goes, no, their names. His name was Robert Paulson. I want to know their names. And he says, was Robert. And you get a feeling that Morgan has not said their names in a really long time. The look in his no, face when he says to no. say their names, saying their name, saying their name. He goes, uh, Jenny and Dwayne. And Eastman says he's sorry. And he goes, don't ever be sorry. And he gets in his face. Morgan cries. He goes, he goes, don't ever be, get, get, be sorry for me here. And then uh, immediately uh, he goes, Eastman goes, let's get into training mode. And Morgan's like, no, not here. This isn't the right place to do this. And Eastman's like, no, right now, bitch. And they do their pre-fight. They do their pre-fight kata and all that sort of shit. And this was the one weird, another one of the kind of weird lines that it's just one of those, okay, we know it happened, so they got to put this line in here. A pre- almost prequel-ish line here. He goes, you're going to hold a baby again. Like, okay, that's kind of random. Like, like, why yeah, would he just yeah. randomly whisper it to him? Oh, you're going to hold a baby again, buddy. Okay. I had to think for a second to make sure I heard it right. What? Yep. Baby? Let's jump. Let's jump in the chat for a second. Critch says he murdered and got no relief from the experience. It's like bad sex. Didn't go there again. Dark Skinner says like definitely made him flaw for killing the guy, but doesn't explain why he did a complete 180 and started saying that all life was precious. I think it's his rationalization again, like clear. It's his way of finding some sense of connection in this world, and it's just whatever answers you have. It's like it's like that thing that. It doesn't matter whatever is going to feed someone, whatever they need to get them by. Some people deal with things with humor. Some people deal with things in different ways. I think the P, like he killed, he realized he knew how that made him feel and he wanted to See, change he, his way. He didn't have the Tai Chi lesson of it all and that he needs to be find a balance between the two in this new world of between all life is precious and and all people must die. You know, Valor Morgalis. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there is that like uh, there's a balance somewhere in between there 
and it's about finding that balance. And I think it's about because we had Morgan, who was everything must die. We have Cheesemaker, who's nothing must die, and then we have Rick, who's right in the middle. And he's which right. Is, who's right? I'm gonna give people a chance, but they're only gonna get one yeah. fucking chance, and I ain't taking any more chances on them. Do you think again that this world is set up that we're supposed to believe that Rick's way is the right way? I think that's exactly what we're supposed to believe because Rick, as far as I'm concerned, hasn't gone over the edge. Like hasn't hasn't crossed. The you were gonna line. you were gonna quote Tropic Thunder there for a second, I believe. <laughs> he hasn't you, gone full. But he doesn't go full no. crazy. He hasn't gone full crazy. I, I I just got a I got a you wanted to quote Tropic Thunder look for from you for a second. Uh, almost in a in a better world film. In a better world. <laughs> in, a better world. in the if we travel back in time to the 1990s, so. So he, they get, they, they, he goes, you're going to hold a baby again, which is really random. And they look for some things and they uh, say all over, uh, they see some walkers coming after they do their little kata back and forth. And he says to Morgan, you go down, you go take him out. And, and, uh, and Morgan goes up to kind of take him out and, and he freezes up in the moment, has another panic attack and we skip the the tunnel. Yeah. It's the guy that he left, uh, the guy that he choked yeah. out, that he didn't kill the head. So he sort of has a, a freak out moment that this is because of him that he's having to deal with this. And the guy sort of comes to him and he starts seeing in the tunnel vision again. And the, the walker's about to get to him to bite him. And Eastman, instead of, which this is the one thing I don't know why Eastman uh, didn't try to just kill the walker. Yeah. He like stepped yeah, in front right? of him. Ah, he it had bugs full me. face target availability. That's, That's the a good one night, thing Loa. about this episode that really bugs the yes. shit out of me because at this point they're supposed to be quite a bit into maybe the apocalypse and he had to go 70 miles through somebody said something like that through yeah. zombie infested lands it just it really annoys me that he decided i'm gonna move morgan out of the way instead of just bashing this thing in the head to save Morgan. We've yeah. seen other characters we know in situations like this in Rick or Carol or someone coming in and saving the day. We saw it in Alexandria the other day. It's not like Rick stepped in front of the Alexandria or, uh, or it was it actually was Morgan. It's not like Morgan stepped in front of the uh, stepped in front of the Alexandrians and or Daryl and like was like, oh, Aaron, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be your shield. No, you kill the person. I'll take the bite. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan didn't kill. kill him. Blame Morgan, says yeah. everybody. Yes. <laughs> they they forced Eastman's death when they didn't have to, says Bill. And Correct. I agree. Yes. They could have they they, done it in, in some better way. Yeah, much better. I, I agree. And more than just one zombie came at them would have been a much more believable or better way for this mm. guy And Morgan somehow escapes the situation or something. Big, Big Sexy says, I agree with Joe. Morgan should be in the middle. Morgan... Uh, was dangerous, crazy. He's dangerous, not killing anybody at all now, too. I, yes, I, yes. Right. They're Great gonna. Point. They're gonna. He's gonna find that balance. I think it's Rick that's gonna show him that balance. And then he's gonna die. Because I really believe or he'll that. Die. Rick, or right. Or 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 both. But I, I think we we have. They forced this guy's death to kind of show that too a little bit, even though it wasn't like. It was kind of prequely in the sense that we he's dead, so he has to die by the end of this. Or he's not with Morgan, mm-hmm. so he's dead at the end of the at the end of all of this. Right. And it's stronger to bring Morgan back to that place and see how he's actually changed, even though this guy's not with him. something to live for for a while. But again, that's that stupid story. It didn't happen in The Karate Kid, but it happened in pretty much every other situation. Spoiler alert for Rocky and Star Wars. Mickey dies. Obi-Wan dies. Yoda dies. They have to die. 
Yep, the coach. The coach has to Win die. Win one for the Gipper. The only one that doesn't happen in is Mr. Miyagi. Instead, Daniel Or Major got, League. Or, ma- or Major League's different. But he fakes a heart attack, right? Yep. <laughs> he fakes a heart attack, but Major League's way different. It's uh, it's not the same oh, kind of It's not the same kind of <laughs> No, I like, ma- I like Major League, but it's not the But single. the coach fakes a heart attack because he knows that's going to motivate his team to do it. Yeah. So everybody else in these other episodes, you know, that's all I'm saying. There's the correlation. Mr. Miyagi's the only one that doesn't. Instead, Daniel Danielson dies and he gets Hillary Swank in the last movie. Oh. <laughs> or whatever for the Poor next karate next karate kid. So so okay, so Eastman uh gets bit and Morgan's like, why, why, why? This is not for you. I said not to train here. Why, why, why? You just can't, uh, can't, can't, whatever. What the fuck? What are you doing this for? And and Eastman's just like, okay, shit, my life's over. This is gonna happen eventually. Let's go home. And he goes and grabs the dead walker and puts him in the wheelbarrow and heads home. And Morgan's like, I'm not going anywhere with you. I'm I'm staying. And Eastman's like, listen, come with me. And uh, and eventually it leads into a fight between the two of them where Eastman eventually comes on top, comes on top. Well, comes ahead, comes ahead on top and and wins. And Morgan again with the kill me, kill me, kill me. And he just you know, I. I, I think also this was, um, you know, I think maybe it, he just felt like it was time for him to die is why he did it that way. I think this was like him kind of saying this, this is like the final act that's actually going to really bring Morgan back <laughs> in, a, in a little way, you know, and it, it reminds on my power to you. Right. It reminded me of like uh, something they say in Babylon five, <laughs> the third, the third rule of sentient life is, you know, a living thing's capacity for self-sacrifice to sacrifice mm. itself for a loved one, for a cause, for a friend, you know, and that's kind of, it feels like what he did and it mm. kind of fit with the whole Tai Chi thing. Let's jump right back and, in the, and not and uh, Aikido thing. Mm. Let's jump back in the chat for a second. Ren says, "I just watched Tropic Thunder last week. Went for my tests at MD Anderson. They came back. The spot has gotten smaller. Awesome, great yeah. fucking news." Yeah. Uh, Ducronk says, "Creed Rocky dies." In Creed Rocky dies. I was actually going to talk about Creed because because it came in the commercial break. I'm very. Oh, I'm yeah. actually kind of interested in seeing that movie. Critch says, "Like the quote from Serenity, I'll kill a man in a fair fight, or I think." Or if I think he's about to start a fair fight. Bill says, I disagree, Critch. Bad decisions are criminally negligent. Morgan makes a bad decision by standing there. Eastman made a bad decision by not killing the walker. Critch says, I give you that. Eastman contributed. But Eastman was wearing a red shirt before Morgan even found him. Ducrock said, Eastman played John Wayne Gacy, the Zodiac. And I, I think I'd keep watching. So let's continue on to our recap. Uh, so Eastman just lays the walker down. A body and he just carts it out of there. Morgan goes on. He just keep repeating. I said not here. I said not here. And that's the thing. Here's here's, here's not here. Here's not. Here. Oh yeah. And then this is where we get our episode yeah, title, where he he goes. Listen, Morgan. Here's here's not here. As it cuts and we to had commercial. Seen that written in a few places. Even at yeah, the beginning of this scene, of it was written mantras. on the rock right there. And I want to read a comment Ren Renwood posted in the chat room during this live. So they repeat the theme all over again. No good deed goes unpunished. By the way, what's his What's his name? What, what, what's his name? Stick is made of cedar, and I agree that The Walking Dead does repeat that theme a lot. When people do good things, it comes back to bite you in the ass. That's a, that's a big theme, ongoing theme of The Walking hmm. Dead. Uh, so we get we get um, 
we get some girl asking how long. Oh no, I'm I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? We get another another one of the Fear the Walking Dead webisodes, and I thought this one was the best one. We see some guy run to the bathroom, and uh, and his wife's mm. like, oh, he's got reflux. He's not. Or I thought it was a Tums commercial at first. Certainly doesn't look like reflux to me. Didn't it think? Dude, didn't you think it was a Tums commercial for a while? She's like, I ain't never. He, I think it's no, reflux. They, they said it right at the start. They were like, and now Fear the Walking Dead. But they it's it. the focus on this one was the other little girl. It seems like the kids in the plane are the only ones that know what's going on. So You thought she was a little girl? I thought she was a young, like 20-something. Yeah, that's, that's a little the, girl. The uh, questioning lady? Yeah. I would have thought like late 20s, maybe okay. early yeah. 20s. Okay, okay. A girl. So we go to Morgan sharpening his blade, going into the woods, hunting a walker, and we see a super thin walker guy, and Morgan spots him and takes him down, knifed right to the back of the head, and uh, and basically saving two folks with a crutch. She opens the bag and hands him a can of food. And, and a bullet. And a bullet. <laughs> Hollow point. And says thank you as they, as they limp off. And then he... Uh, we, he goes all life we, he leans in we hear all life is precious as we run back and he hears something a walker's eating the goat and this is where we get our dead goat it's really sad as he heads back to the farm and Morgan finds him and he goes in brings the body of the two bodies to be- brings the goat and the other body that he killed in the woods to the grave place and it basically the rest of this scene is just them talking and ultimately ultimately him di- Eastman dying and seeing Eastman fade away and also in this scene admits to him that he did kidnap the guy he uh, knew, the guy did get paroled he or w- went back to jail then he knew the knew he was he was allowing himself to get on a better work assignment or something so he was getting out of jail a little bit working on the side of the road or something and he knew the shift went and kidnapped him didn't give a shit if he got caught locked him in the cell and it took him 47 days to die Mm-hmm. before yep, starving himself it. and i did it um oh shit i just remembered was eastman wearing a monk's robe at the beginning what was that all about or was morgan hallucinating I think it looked like looked like he was wearing whatever it was morgan was wearing when morgan walked away like the jacket and the oh, okay good point good point and what it probably was that that's absolutely a really good point and he says uh, he put him in a cell. He let him starve, and uh, he said, "Then I was gone. I was where you were. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to open that door anymore. What I did give it just what I did do it just gave me no peace. I and I mean we talked about it a little. Or I didn't mention why that. He stops killing. That's why he stops killing exactly. And we mentioned yep, I forgot to mention this early earlier, but we kind of talked about it. The whole Morgan when he finally lets him out of the cell says that the cell wasn't locked the whole time when he gives him the whole speech about opening the doors of your mind and shit. Right. We're not going to pretend that it's locked anymore. Exactly. Was that something only the audience was supposed to see, like the subtle symbolism? It's kind of weird, but I actually kind of really liked it. And I I think so. I think Walking Dead does that a lot, and I think it's very successful at that. When it, yes. when it when it works, it does it really really well. If the if the if, I just realized what I said. If the team scores more points, they're gonna win the game. When the, when the show does it really well, it's good. All oh, right, Madden, way yeah. to go. I just gave my best John Madden. Uh, that was the first time I think I've ever yeah. given John Madden uh, interpretation of a moment. Yeah, if it's good, it's gonna be great. Open your mind, Quaid. Yeah, if it's good. It's it's definitely not bad. It's definitely not bad. When they do it good, they do it real good. <laughs> Hey, we talk a lot here. We can run out of adjectives sometimes. So, so he said it was fine. I decided not to kill anything, anyone else ever again. When I decided to go all out, uh, 
I went, I decided to go to Atlanta, turn myself in for what I did to this guy. And when I realized that there was nowhere to turn myself in because the world had ended. And he says, this is where he gets into the whole thing. We get more of them talking about the picture, about the little girl, about he realized he had to go to his house and he had to walk 30 miles through the mm-hmm. dead and the scariest shit in the world just to get the good luck charms that he needed. And he's lucky he has it right now. He says, Morgan, you can stay here for the rest of your life and stay safe. There's enough food to feed you. There's enough uh, power to sustain you. But, you know, you shouldn't do that because that would make a lot of sense. No, you need to go. He's just covering up for the fact he was actually going to get those clusters. He wasn't going to get that plaster. The goo-goo clusters. The goo clusters. clusters. <laughs> he didn't want to share. For every meal. He didn't want to share his Google clusters. Bill Sotheby says, I read a study where they interviewed thousands of people who watched the execution of someone who killed a loved one. Mm. Something like 95% of the people admit they got no closure from seeing that. I I can imagine that you're probably horrified. I I bet a big percentage of those people vomited right afterwards, too. It was just like a horrible Mm -hmm. experience to see because, you know. It doesn't change what happened before. It doesn't, but I'm a vengeful person at times, and I don't think Oh, no. If someone killed my family, I want them. I just wouldn't want to watch it necessarily. I wouldn't want to watch it. I'll do it myself. And if it doesn't bring me closure or satisfaction, oh fucking well. That's because you're a people, Joe. That's because you're a Joe. That's because you're a people person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, just no. Some people do things egregiously, and people want retribution. If they find out afterwards it brought them no peace or closure to it, that's fine. You know, just realize that. It wasn't exactly, that's not exactly an act that gets you peace and closure. That's about vengeance in your own justice. Do you feel like it was justified to kill them? Absolutely it was. It's not like you didn't want them to die. It just didn't make it right what they did. Vengeance, oh, vengeance can be a justified option when it's when it's uh, for a relevant cause. When the person that does the hor- such a horrible thing, vengeance isn't, I think, the worst emotion in the world. It can help flush some some of that out. I just think in that context, it isn't always uh, like Bill was saying. There are studies to say that people don't necessarily. It's it's like what a character in a show that I don't want to spoil says to another character. I'll give you what you want, but you won't be happy. I mean, you want it. it you, you need it to happen, but it's still not going to bring back that thing that you lost. Yeah. You can't go into it expecting to feel good. Yeah, to, to be like, it's oh, great. It's not going it, to be cathartic. Go people, go, says Drew Clark. Bill says, end. I'm with you, Joe. Forgiveness is, is is between them and God. I want fucking revenge. Yep. Critch says some I'm people. I'm not there. I'm not there to, to, it's, I know. I know logically right now something happens. It's not going to bring back, like you say. It's not going to bring back the loved one. And I know that. So that's not the, the intent or, you know, it's not going to replace the hole that's gone, no, but it's certainly going to give me another like, ah, you know, like we got to get back. I can to the bleed island. him a little bit and like, you know, bathe in his blood afterwards. I'm fine with that, too. Like there's plenty of ways <laughs> to get. Do Chronic says, will the rock? I mean, to get your get your rocks. Do Chronic says, will the defendant please rise? And Critch says, some people think too much and others don't think enough. Eastman and Morgan are the too much types. So. Morgan Morgan can't stay there for the rest of his life, but he should leave. He says, you shouldn't be alone. You should be around people. Tabitha's gone. I'm ready. I have a gun in the lockbox, and Morgan goes and helps him as uh, as we get we get uh, we give him he gives him the rabbit's foot and he says, 
He says, keep it. Hopefully it'll be lucky for you as well. As he heads out to the marsh and we cut, we don't see him actually killing Eastman, but we see him heading out through the marsh and we see Eastman's gone and we see uh, Morgan walking through the graveyard and we see the graveyard with Eastman's name on it, which I thought was a good touch. So then we see... see, Mike, I have a question about Eastman and a parallel. Is, Is it not basically the same character as you know this there are differences but it re, he reminds me very much gabriel and that i'm not going to kill anything i'm not going to kill anything but it, it, it uh, it's like a reverse of tiffany but they the were both real type character right well they're both they the both ba- have the same intention but they are like one one one's killed, cap- one one's cap- one and then became a pacifist one was a pacifist and let a whole bunch of but people But the, the biggest difference, well, but the biggest difference, Joe. Because he's afraid to kill. But Joe, okay. the biggest difference yeah. is Eastman can actually defend himself and yes. and can kill. Will kill. Will, will kill walkers. Gabriel, we haven't seen him come that. to that point yet. He'll sit yeah, there. He'll sit and curl up and very different places. He'll sit and curl up into a ball and die. Whereas Eastman yep. will kill walkers and just happen to bury them because he believes that their human humanity should be protected. They were human. Well, Gabriel will kill him now. Gabriel killed two walkers. Yeah, she's coming out of that show. The death sentence is only guaranteed to achieve one thing. The guest of honor, guilty or innocent, will never kill again. Uh, Michael yep. says Eastman was going to kill himself. Do we think that Morgan killed him for him? Or does did, he, no. did Eastman, the type that wants to kill himself? I, think he he doesn't want to put I don't that think he would have let Morgan even see him kill himself. Good point. If, Good point. That's probably why we didn't see it as an audience. Because Morgan didn't necessarily see it. Uh, Gabriel was a coward that locked people out, whereas yeah. Eastman would be just to do the other side where Eastman let people in or let somebody right. in that showed up. He doesn't kill and not killing is one of the hardest things in this world to do. hundred percent, Kate. G- great point. Great point. Death, so we, but s- all life is. But you still need to protect yourself. Depends on your perspective. So then we see a shot in the wood, a shot of the the woods. We see him looking at the rabbit's foot and looking on as he eventually passes the terminus sign, and uh, we get all the terminus oh, stuff again. Then we terminus. cut back to him saying, uh, "To back to the now," saying, "Every little bit of it, you got it all." And the wolf says, uh, "Do you think it can work out that way for me?" And Morgan's like, yes, I do. And he goes, well, I'm shaking a little bit. I'm sweating. You notice that? You notice anything else? And he uh, he shows him the bite. And he says, I saw the pics of this place. I thought you guys would have some medicine, would be under control, and I could kind of take over this place and help myself here and not, you know, not die because of this bite. But then I got here. Your people won. So now I know I'm going to die. But if I don't. I thought it was just like a wound, just a knife wound. I, I thought it, it was a, it I thought it was a bite. Kind of like a, yeah. uh, we, we'll I have to go back. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's a bite. I'm pretty sure it's a bite. I assumed it was a bite. I'm pretty sure it was a bite. But people in the chat will have to tell us and we'll have to see that on our rewatch. And Either way, it's reasonable. It works. It's why would just a scratch he was going to die. He goes, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to die. But I'm going to have to kill you, Morgan. Yep, and I'm gonna have to kill yeah, every person here. Uh, I thought and it. The children. Oh, uh, some Perry Love says I thought it was a slice. I thought it was. Uh, yeah. It was a clean cut. Okay, so maybe it was that a, a clean cut that got infected. Cool. Uh, Bill says clean cut that got infected. Uh, wolf guy needs some toothpaste. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so bad. Big, some floss, floss, toothpaste, toothpaste mouthwash. But either way, he goes. I'm gonna kill yeah. you, and I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill the kids. The amazing and painless dentist, Doctor Schultz, on his way. <laughs> 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 Woo. 
He goes, I'm going to have to kill every single person, the kid, uh, the kids mm-hmm. too, just like Eastman's kill kids. I, uh, they have to die. That's my code. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but it, and I forgot, uh, but that's just the way things are. And, uh, he goes, but remember, don't ever be sorry. And Morgan mm-hmm. stands up and walks out, leaves him in there. And we hear the keys jingle as he walks out. We hear Rick yelling at the gate, open the gate. I also forgot to mention that the impetus for Morgan asking about the uh, the dead guy that or the, the guy who killed uh, Eastman's family was Morgan seeing the gravestone with that with that guy's name. Oh, on yeah. yeah. I forgot, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Walker that he dragged back after yes. like refinding himself. And After Big Sexy says the same up. thing I was thinking. He should have killed that yuck mouth wolf uh, right right at that point in time. Right when he said that I'm going to kill you, he should have said, well, some rule said something like some rules are meant to be broken, not as cheesy as that, and then killed the guy. The rule was not yeah. concrete. The rule was not con- is not a they concrete rule. Are. It's just in, all life is precious. It's a try not to kill. Yep. Try your hardest not to ever do it. But that's it. Try. You but, kill only when absolutely necessary, and you never feel good about it mm-hmm. because it's not supposed to be an easy or good thing. Correct. Let's clear out that you're not the supposed was. to like it. Not yeah. Like it doesn't matter what the victim's character was. Let's you're clear out the chat a little bit before we call it a night. Critch says neither mm. Eastman or Morgan are bad people. In fact, they're trying to be the best people they can be, uh, getting people killed around them because uh, best is not good in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, more Duke says Morgan said the same thing to in this world. Absolutely. Duke says Morgan said the same thing to Eastman. I'm going to kill you, which is probably the reflection that he thought he saw some of him in the wolf, which I think is him projecting and wanting to see that Johnny Rico didn't say with a smile that I will also kill your pretty little goat. (laughs) This dude is saying with a smile, (laughs) I will kill all your children and your goat too. (laughs) Johnny Rico says, we still don't know what happened to Glenn. Even Chris Hardwick said, we don't know what happened to Glenn. Hint, hint. Glenn is still alive. (laughs) Chris says, yeah, I noticed that. Honor him in the uh, and um, Chris Hardwick is like, and he also didn't start it. Start the first thing out of out of Morgan's mouth wasn't "I'm going to kill you." The first thing out of Morgan's mouth kill was "Kill me, kill me, kill yes. me." Now, Talking Dead show. A psychopath does not ask for that. Talking- and then, what's your name? Kill me. Apparently, gang Glenn crawls between all those zombie legs and makes it to the stairwell. Uh, Duke Ronk said, Talking Dead showed Michonne talking to Maggie about Glenn said about the signal fire. Ren Renwood says, It's not a free pass. The man who passes the sentence should swing the sword. I have no yes. problem with this. Uh, a man of yes. the North. Yes, we love that. So, everybody, the this. North remembers. It does. The North remembers. We will remember, ladies and gentlemen. From ice to fire. No, from fire to ice. Should be coming Wait, real soon. Yeah. On the 14th. Those are the 17th? 17th, I think it is. So everybody, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. Yes, it was a little bit slower, but it's still so much fun to talk to all of you about this episode. If you want to share your thoughts, please comment in this video. If you haven't already and you're watching, please hit the subscribe button or hit the like button. We really appreciate that and it helps spread us far. Please check out Brohawk Riley's channel. He has a lot of the old issues program stuff that I did at the Salem... uh, my radio station show a lot of little bits he's gonna be releasing one stuff ones on there too he's posting one verse ones wondering. as well too he'll be posting he actually posts his video every single day on the brohawk riley channel so please subscribe to him you can find him on the suggested channels on our main channel page you can call me or leave me a message at 781-990-8509 about your thoughts also text that number you can 
find Joe on Twitter at Dirty Locks. Find me at I Get Issues Man. Find Katie at Cat Who on the Google Plus. Perry Love. Check out our sister gaming site. Dirty Issues Gaming. Michael Lovell, love you guys. Love you. Love the show. Have a great night. Great week. This is the high, one of the highlight of the weeks. Big and sexy. Love the show and love you guys. Do chronic. Good night, everybody. Good night, Critch. Good night. Good night to all the people that left us early. And good night because we're real late this evening. Good night to all you guys. Sweet dreams. We'll be back. We'll be back this week a couple more times. Matt and I will be on on Wednesday to talk more Sopranos. And, oh, those are great. Those and, are great. And maybe, I love uh, seeing Matt on there. I was re- it's really good to get his audio up and running too. And Joe and I and possibly Katie will be back sometime this week or next week to talk more Game of Thrones. And I will try to have that video posted. Any of you guys that are looking for episode nine, we had some huge technical difficulties where uh, where the, the event crashed and then I started it again and the event crashed again. And then I started it a third time and I bullshitted for an hour and then finished it. So I have to take it all and edit it all together. So that will all be posted at some point.